UFOs, Bigfoot, paranormal input. Go ahead now, get mystical. Mystery and magical. UFOs, not typical. Bigfoot, not typical. You ask me why I'm skeptical. I say questions are questionable. Is the truth alien to you? Alien to get my message through. Aliens might message you. Aliens are sliding through. The wild signal will fly to two. Algorithms they find is true. Typical. Skeptic. Shut Got no time for no petty germs, pandemic, a pandemic turn, horror still in Amityville, Bayonet in Gettysburg, Mothman, TNT, Factory, Red Eyes, Loki, Dogman, howling in the street, I'm typically skeptic of what I see, Voodoo Hoodoo in New Orleans, Thunderbird, Swamp Thing, is it real, I was wondering, typical, skeptic, show, typical, skeptic, show. I always take it down, you know. Um, I think we're live. I just got to hit my intro if it'll let me. Like, I don't know what, what's up with this thing. Guys, welcome back to the Typical Skeptic Podcast. I have a real familiar guest with me today. I have with me Nathan from Voices of Orion. And, you know, he's another black belt level guest. Like I say, like, he always brings, like, real good information. Um, but he's not feeling very well today. And he'll probably explain that why. So he's going to try to pull through this. But if for some reason he doesn't, we have to, you know, go. We, we might have to call it short a little bit. But um, more about, like, Nathan's uh, movement movement. He's with the Voices of Orion Project. It's a community-based grassroots extraterrestrial disclosure project focused on positive planetary change. Their goal is to bypass UFO ET community gatekeepers who prevent over 90% of the evidence provided to them by experiencers from ever reaching the public. This will be accomplished by conducting interviews with experiencers and providing them with a safe and comfortable environment where they can share their personal stories and experiences in videos and written format. This effort and subsequent body of work will provide everyone with a powerful united voice of disclosure. Their vision is to create a community that will help accelerate the human extraterrestrial starseed awakening to socially engineer the global population in order to usher in a new world and a positive paradigm shift in the human history. And I want to welcome Nathan back to my show. And his website is his email will be listed in the in the in the description. I want to welcome Nathan back on my show. Nathan, thank you for joining me. How are you? I'm okay, Robert. Just a little bit sick. I'm a little nervous and I got a lot of emotional issues going on and I got a sinus infection, but I'm here to talk and try to get this done with. And uh, that was a great intro, but I need to rewrite that because a lot of things have completely changed and uh, I really don't know where to start on that, but I want to get on the first part here, which is to say that, you know, uh, there's a lot of people over the years that have done videos, documentaries, YouTube channels, websites, and so forth. And these are ET contactees and they make predictions and they say certain things that they're told. They normally don't walk those things back. <clears throat> so I'm going to start there. I'm going to walk back some things and I'm going to go from there. We're going to work our way down this list and we'll see how I do tonight. First off, I just wanted to say that um, I'm a victim of extraterrestrial abuse um, I, I was abducted at age six, which is something I just found out about over the last month. <clears throat> a lot of the information that I thought was true 
I wouldn't say a lot of it, but about at least 20 to 30% of it isn't true. I'm going to try to walk back as much as I can recall. And I'm going to try to set the record straight. Um, if you've listened to any of my other interviews here with Robert or read anything that I've written on YouTube in the comment section or watched any of my videos, you'll know that initially I was under the belief that um, we're in a type of an augmented reality or planetary consciousness simulation. That's still completely true. But when it came down to social engineering, I was told that all these negative things were done for a positive reason and that they were staging <laughs> a kind of a war between positive and negative here. And it was for social engineering purposes. And I can tell you that that's absolute BS. And I've been lied to and brutally treated by mostly Orion extraterrestrials, um, from what I can gather. And these are reptilians, and they're, and they're also a variety of other ETs. And the problem with these extraterrestrials is, is that they can change their bodies, and they can change their appearance, and they can shapeshift on the astral or psychically or telepathically to you, and you don't know who you're dealing with. And I would really caution anyone who's trying to channel extraterrestrials or who, who, or who already is and, is and is established with spirit guides and other contacts, I would really want to really give you a, a big word of caution because you don't know what you're dealing with. Nathan, or, I got to say something. This, this sure. just blows my mind because I've had other guests on. Like, you know, I don't know if you watched my interview with Brian Allen and Barry Fitzgerald. They're I, under the yeah. impression that all these ETs, that they've been kind of playing us for years, that they play both mm -hmm. sides of the coin, mm -hmm. that they play angels and devils, and they, they, they prop you up just to pull you down. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're, 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 they're deceptive. They're, they're trying to... Uh, I don't know what they want from us, but they're, they're, they're deceptive. That's the main thing. And it's up that it's in from what Tony Sayers says that the, the, the world is teeming with these like different kinds of beings who kind of want to like suck our loosh, you know? Um, yeah. That's kind of what I'm gathering. All right. Well, as far as loosh goes, and this is directly from a Draco reptilian <clears throat> that the higher level reptilians, the ones that are some of which are positive, I'm talking about, you know, the royal um, Draco ETs and so forth. Most of those don't actually in, actually uh, absorb the loose or, you know, the negative energy. It's more or less for the AI controlled, um, I guess you call them worker beings. And um, so there is a difference there. But yes, they are. They are doing that. And everything that they've done in this world is to make us suffer. And I'll just put it that way. We are basically a a generator of negative energy for negative extraterrestrials who have a negative agenda. And the agenda is depopulation and the elimination of the human race. And I, I got that directly. So. Wow. That's huge. That's a huge statement, but I, I'm, I'm, I'd love to hear more. I mean, like I wouldn't doubt it. Is that because they want this planet for themselves or what? Or is it because we have a soul and our soul's endless or, you know, what, what's the, what do they hate us for? Well, it's a good thing we're starting with this stuff because it, would, it actually makes the rest of it easier to talk about. I was going to save it to the end of my confusion. But um, but anyway, yeah, what, what they're doing is, is a very long time ago, and you can watch this, um, the Farsight Institute remote viewed. It, it was, they did a, uh, it was a study that they did. I think it's called The War in Heaven. Have, have you had a chance to see that or see any of the ads? I haven't yet. I got to watch it. Okay. I might watch it tonight, actually, like if it. Is it it's about two hours, I think, maybe a little longer. 
anyway, what happened was is that um, there was a war over Earth, and they lost. They were initially in control of it, and um, then, as far as I know, they entered into a joint program that has to do with humanity. And about two million years ago, this is roughly about one point nine million years ago, is when this started. But somewhere between now and the last million years, about a million years ago, is when the Draco ETs, as well as other factions, decided they were going to take the program over and they were going to take the planet over and they were going to get rid of humanity and phase it out. I don't know exactly when that decision was made, but that's the agenda. Um, so, you know, the people that you've interviewed are absolutely right. And, um, so anyway, uh, I just want to get to a few things here. So, yeah, I've been, I've been heavily manipulated. I just wanted to say, um, early on when we had our first two interviews, we talked a little bit about the uh, joy of Satan. Remember that? Yeah. Okay. That's an, that's an internet group. It's a composite religion. And, um, what that really is, when I found out actually what it is, is that it is a MyLab program. So these are a lot of these people that are pushed into there subconsciously are pushed in, just like with the New Age, to keep you from waking up. It's to give you something to do. And the more militant you are, starseed-wise, the more, well, actually, if, you, if you've been sent here to actually do something, uh, psychically, in a psychic war against these Draco or these other ETs that are in control, then that's probably where they would put you some, some place like that, if they could not control you. And that's my situation. I don't know about other people's situations. There may be some, you know, some differences there, but all that is, it's an inversion of the new age movement. And it even says right on the front page that it's essentially an inversion of it and a very, very um, sort of like it leaves a riddle for you, but for the most part, <clears throat> I was sucked into that, and that was another deception. That was a way of controlling me. So let's just kind of work down here. Now, you know my friend who I was on here two, uh, two podcasts with you? Diane. Yeah, I yeah. like her. She's really nice. Yes, I, I absolutely. But um, roughly, I think it was the 26th or the 27th of August, because I was looking at my cell phone. I was going through all this stuff, and I was trying to get the chronology of, these, of the last four weeks. Um, <clears throat> what was going on a couple months ago, I started to talk about a friend who I met in, in, that was an Avalon <clears throat> project Avalon. And I started to talk about how he and a few others were being attacked by psychic super soldiers and Draco ETs and other extraterrestrials. Right. I mentioned that, um, he won't go public for, you know, for various reasons that I can respect mainly because of just. It screws your life up. There's a lot of negative things that take place and you get and you get attacked more. Um, so I spoke about him. And as I started to talk about his situation and his friends, that's when I started to get more and more attacks. The problem was, is they were lying to me. And here's what was going on, Robert. I had positive ETs that were working with me. There was three of them. Orban was the last one. And uh he was under a, a kind of a, a situation where he was under the control of the of the uh, negative ETs. Now, I want you to understand what I am, essentially. I came here some time ago. I incarnated here, and I had a mission to do, and I was hijacked. The three ETs that came through 
are actually trying to help me. So I was like a prisoner of war, actually a prisoner of war from what I can understand. And um, so they were coming through and there were things that they couldn't tell me. And there were things that they had to lie about in order to maintain the contact. And what they would do is after a while, they would remove that person and I would get somebody else. I had Ashtari and I had a few others, but right towards the end, I had a series of extraterrestrials and several of them came through and told me that I was a prisoner. And I didn't understand that until Diane um, started to get information about me. And what, what happened was for the last three and a half months, almost four months, I've been getting physically attacked every time I do videos. And it started right after I began to talk about my friend and his attacks. That's when things started to get worse. And <clears throat> I was told that it was life engineers and council members and all of this stuff. And that's all BS. What it was, was Draco ETs and a military program. So anyway, to get to these, um, uh, to get to the information that, that she had, the way it started was it's difficult for me to talk about. So if anybody out there is wondering why I seem a little bit off, it's because I'm under a lot of emotional, you know, uh, stress right now. It's really difficult to talk about this, especially since I lost my friend over this. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> excuse me. I had her look at my ankle because they were, I mean, I couldn't walk. It actually got to the point where my ankle was in so much pain and it was so swollen, I could barely walk. And I was taking anti-inflammatories, pain medication. I was doing everything I could. I was applying heat and ice. Nothing worked. And I knew that they were attacking it. So I asked her to take a look at it. And what she saw was she her, her third eye opened up and she saw me. She saw like a copy of me, a clone body of me. That wasn't exactly me, but it was me as far as my soul signature goes. And she saw me laying on a metal table inside a big white room with Dracos and military personnel. And it was a big military, you know, structure. And um, she saw that they were sticking needles in my ankle and pumping some kind of fluid in there. It was like a, almost like a IV attached to a hose. So, so if you can imagine like an automated IV system, it was pumping some kind of fluid into my ankle and was causing excruciating pain. And what she found out was, is they had a clone version of me and they were inflicting pain on it as, as well as, you know, manipulating the mind, which was directly manipulating me, kind of like a voodoo doll. that was a high tech version of it, you know, like a high tech voodoo doll type of situation. I thought that the attacks were being carried out with technology and with, with just psychic abilities alone. I had no idea that this was going on. I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but so anyway, going through what she said, <clears throat> um, basically what she said was, is that I was hijacked at a very young age and then they made a clone of me and so on and so forth. Um, and after that, she began talking about how a lot of people that are pushing a new age movement a lot of these contactees, she, she named a couple by name and she was shown faces and of like numerous people that if, if I, if I had their names with their faces from, you know, social media, she would probably recognize all of them, at least the ones that she could recognize that I could produce a picture for. Every one of us had been abducted, a clone was taken, and then we were mind controlled and put out there to be social media personalities. The difference with me is, is that they didn't want me to do that, which is why I was being attacked. And what they were trying to do was stop me from waking up, which I'll get to in a bit here. So um, 
I really don't know where to go with this because there's there's a lot, and I'd have to listen to her text messages again, and they were very, very somewhat confusing because she was giving these things to me as they were happening. So she would get the psychic vision and then send me a voicemail. And it was about six or seven or eight of these things. She hasn't been willing to go forward with this. Um, I'm not sure exactly why. I would assume it's because any type of, there may be negative repercussions. But what happened was, is um, looked like you froze up for a second. What happened was, and this is how the friendship ended. It was, it was that, um, and then I'll get to the rest of this. I made a video um, probably about the end, right, right around the end of August. And I took the text, I mean, I, I took the voicemail messages that she sent me. And I put those in there because intuitively I was being told that something is going to happen and she's not going to be willing to do this. She's not because we were going to do a podcast about it and that I needed to do this to get some help because it's very difficult to get help in this community. Even if you've got cash to pay for, we talked about this a little while ago before we went on the air. And I said, it's two to two fifty for a hypnosis session. And also good luck finding a counselor because those those psychiatrists that used to do the hypnotic regressions and used to work with people are all gone. I don't know of any. And frankly, I mean, you know, it's extremely expensive with the inflation to be able to pay for this type of stuff. So where do you go when you're in this situation? Where do abductees go? They really don't have any place to go. But I didn't know that at, at, at the time. And I thought that if, that if I could put that video up and it got 188 views, if I could put that video up with her text messages in it, that I may be able to be taken seriously and somebody might help me. And somebody did, but it was fairly limited because there wasn't much to offer at the time. And, um, and anyway, when I was listening to the text messages, I broke down, I started to cry a little bit and I got myself together. And when we got done with those, I went on and I talked about some things that I remembered happening to me that I wasn't sure about, because like I said, I've been mind controlled by extraterrestrials heavily for a very long time. In fact, They've changed my personality three different times over the course of my life. Uh, the last two times came over the last 15 years. And I'm, I'm referring to my first version of my personality, which was me. Then it got changed at around 2003. Actually, no, it was about 2001 it started to change, just before my son was born. They did everything, including changing my sexual orientation in a marriage, in a situation with a you know, with the sun coming on. So it, it's just, they have wrecked my life and ruined every damn thing I've, I've a, attempted to do. They prevented me from getting proper health care for my illnesses. Do you, they've destroyed my health. <clears throat> and uh, I'm just here to tell my story. Anyway, what's your question? Do you think they're, they're, they're doing this to uh, like star seeds on a, on a mass level? Like, is this why most people are suffering? Like, is this is negative ET interference? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, look, <clears throat> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump around on this list a little bit. I want to talk about something called Project Surrogate, okay? A few weeks ago, I did a hypnotic regression with James Rink from Super Soldier Talk. It didn't go the way I had hoped to because it didn't yield as many memories as I had hoped. I was hoping to get something. And uh, what I got was, was a major question answered for me, which put, would actually put me in a four-week depression. And I'm still not over it now. But anyway, um, back after Eisenhower was in office, right around that time, we've heard about these uh, 
treaties with extraterrestrials. And I think we've all heard the story here. Positive and negative ETs approached President Eisenhower, you know, as as well as the intelligence agencies and probably several other of the governments around at that time, too. And as the story goes, they signed an agreement that allowed them to conduct abductions of you know human beings from the various countries that signed the treaty. Then as the story goes, that the uh, the greys that were supposedly involved, it was it was also reptilians. It was it was the negative ETs, and some of these are human as well. But like I said, you really don't know because they can change their bodies. So it's really a group of souls, not a race, because when you can genetically engineer a new body container, jump into it and use it for whatever you need to use it for, whether if you, you know, whether it's to deceive somebody or to adapt to a planet, all bets are off when it comes to race. Yeah. So they signed these agreements <clears throat> and one of them was apparently Project Surrogate. And that's from James Rinks. Um, I'm not sure where he got that name. I think he got it from his hypnotic regressions and memories that surface and other people as well. It's the only thing that I can come up with because um, I had asked him about it and he never got back with me. So we never got a chance to really get into it because I wanted to get some info. So when I came on here, I'd have something and I could also do some videos myself. But for whatever reason, I didn't hear back. So <clears throat> what Project Surrogate is, it'll, okay, this is what it's for and how it's being used. Project Surrogate is what's fueling the SSP and these super soldier programs. So what Project Surrogate does, it abducts psychic children. These are people. These are not normally human souls. They're usually star seeds that come here. They came here for a mission and a purpose, and they're psychically activated to a certain degree. They can remain psychic within the planetary consciousness simulation. So they're sending us here in large numbers to invoke change, to be agents of change. And I've talked about that before. That's true. But what the Dracos have done, as well as the other negative extraterrestrials, is they've set up this program where they intercept us. And what they do, and, in, and I'll, I'll, ex, I'll explain like in my case, <clears throat> and I did the hypnosis session, and um, then some other information came in. And so I'm sort of jumping around. I'm going to get to the latter part of the information, and then I'll get to the beginning part of it and how the, the hypnosis went. So what they did with me, and, and this... I'm 48, so I was born in 1974. This is my second lifetime here. I've had many, many others. Because like I said, there, there's been about a million years of humanity being completely enslaved by these extraterrestrials. And when I say enslaved, I mean soul harvesting. I mean absolutely every horrible thing you could possibly imagine has been done to humanity. So I was initially abducted when I was just a couple of years old. <clears throat> And I was born in 1947. This is a previous life. And um, I was abducted. They took a clone. And once they take the clone, they also create a soul fragment to animate that clone. Once they've done that, they can control you physically. They can control your physiology. They can, they can adjust your hormone levels. They can give you cancer. They can give you any type of you know, disease. They can destroy your spine. They can give you arthritis. They can do anything that they want to you. But mainly what they're doing is, is they're separating you from your higher self. I don't know how this works specifically. 
But I can tell you that what they've done with me is hijack my higher self. Because when you come here to do this and you come here to be an agent of change, you're supposed to be able to communicate with your higher self. And in my case, I can communicate now unobstructed with my higher self as a second voice inside my mind. So I can have a conversation with my higher self. My higher self is actually the source of psychic abilities. And, you know, I can use some, but since all this has happened, I've been greatly enhanced, at least from the perspective of being able to psychically defend myself. And we'll get into that in a little bit. But so the purpose of surrogate is to is to hijack the star seeds coming in here that are going to be doing something against the Draco agenda. So then they take your your alternate they have created and they put that into programs like the secret space program, as well as the secret soldier of the super soldier program. Then there's also something. There's also other programs that I'm aware of that I've been involved in, and this started to come through. It was just coming through from my higher self, and I was told to look these things up. <clears throat> so when I looked them up, what I found something, I found something strange. What I found was is that every time I looked something up, not only was it there, but it was also part of the Halo video game. And I asked James Rink about it. I said, how is it that everything that I look up, you know, is, is in the Halo video game? What's going on with that? And he says what the Halo video game developers did without apparently without compensation is they used all of his material his regressions his information and all their information of all these other people that were super soldiers and they created a long a long uh, running video game series called halo wow i don't i don't play games so i wouldn't know like i didn't I, know that I, it was, I didn't it was that ssp involved is it really well, it's not so much the SSP, but it, it's basically like the I don't I don't know much about the game, but I know that it takes themes from the super soldier people that have that have recovered okay. memories and they've and they've used this. They've even and the interesting thing is is that the artwork or or the actual video game, you know, the characters look just like what you know James Rink has drawn or has or or, or you know the all the other people have, have been you know depicting over the years. So they've copied everything. And I, and I thought that was quite bizarre because at first it looks like James and all these other people are crazy and are just looking at the Halo video game and saying, yeah, that's what I was. But it was the it's the exact opposite. The video game is a copy, is, is actually a rendition, an artistic rendition of real memories and real things that have taken place. So anyway, getting back to what I was saying I was born here in 1947, and this came to me after the hypnosis because it, it started to unlock things. And um, when I was about 27 years old, they killed me off, and that's what they do. They call it Project Surrogate because they take you, they abduct you, they create a cloned altar, they fracture your soul, put it into that clone, and then they can reproduce you and create an army of one person. They can keep replicating you. They can change your gender, put you in a female body. But they can create an entire army or entire platoon, whatever you want to call it. You know, James Ring could really tell you about this because they've done substantial, uh, you know, repetitive cloning on on all of his altars and have actually created small armies with them. And there's a reason for this, and I'll explain it in, in you know just a few moments. But those people coming here are very advanced souls because what they've done <clears throat> now you've everybody's heard of angels, right? 
And I was yeah. a bit shocked at this in order. I was a bit shocked to get this from my higher self because what we consider to be angels are in fact highly evolved, spiritually evolved ETs that live on a lot of different planets throughout the multiverse. It isn't just this galaxy or the next one. It's not just this universe. It's many. They uphold the will of the source consciousness, which is, you know, the God that, you know, created everything. I was lied to by Dracos and I was told that the, you know, the God that we talk about or we think exists was just had become all of us and had no personality to itself, no will. We were it. And that is a complete lie. The fact is, is that the creator maintained continuity of self, but then we are the thoughts of that creator. So therefore, there's a will of God to be upheld here. And that's where the angel theme comes in, because they're not angels in the true sense. What they are is, I would call them the heroes of the cosmos, because they volunteer repetitively to go into places like this and try to set souls free because there's people in military bases right now that are in clone bodies or soul fragments. There's also other types of abductees. People have been taken permanently. You know, you hear about these um, missing people, like, you know, um, you know, like they're in like a, a national forest and they go missing. Under yeah, the mysterious circumstances. They're being taken by Dracos and, you know, and these other negative ET groups and they're not returning these people. These people are being, horrifically experimented on and they're being hijacked they're being cloned their souls are being fractured and they're being sold into slavery or you know traded i don't think the ets have a money system but they have a trade system so there's a soul trading system going on right now and that's what humanity is being used for that and it's going on a lot of other places so <clears throat> anyway did you have a question real quick before I get on with the rest of this? No, I, I was going to tell you that he's finally piecing together. Um, he didn't want to touch it for so long. Uh, missing 401 guy, David Politis. I yes, was told by a guest on my show that he's finally putting together a show that tackles the UFO phenomenon and the missing 411. Like he he has a video coming out, or a, oh, a movie. He has a movie coming out. I don't know how deep he goes. I'm sure he doesn't go as deep as you and like say Tony Sayers or some other people like, but I, I he at least ta- at least he at least acknowledges it this time. He wouldn't touch it before, you know. Right. And yeah, I don't know what that was you, for. As soon as you touch it, you get thrown into the crackpot. I mean, they label you a crackpot and say you have no more, you know, credibility. Is the reason why he's avoided it for so long. But now that it's being more, now that it's more socially accepted, now that the government's admitting a little bit of information, he feels more comfortable to do it. The problem that I see with that documentary is that. He didn't go to the right sources. I, I don't think he did. I think he went to the typical sources that are controlled and tried to piece it together from there. I've thought about contacting him. I still might do that, but I don't think he's going to respond because 90% of the people I contact don't respond. I even try to get a hold of Mr. Sayers and say, hey, there's like a Joy of Satan group. <clears throat> Why don't you and I actually uh, expose this or why don't you give me a hand with it or let's just have some correspondence. And I didn't get a I didn't get a response from him. Everybody I contact at a subconscious level is ran off. They may not think so. They may they may look at me and say, oh, I don't like that guy's content. But if you're telling somebody that this is going on and, hey, I'd like to talk to you about it. And since that's what you're doing is exposing this type of stuff, you think that he'd respond, but I get that all the time. 
Maybe exactly. I can try to get you in touch with them. Like, you know, like I can mention some, I don't know. Like, I don't you know. Give it a shot. I mean, I don't know if you contacted that one lady. I, um, I would love to see, I would love to see a, a podcast with you and him. I think that would be like, really, you guys are really two really good. I mean, like that would be a good show. Yeah. I think. Well, that's what I'd, I I'd like to do it on here. I'd like to have both of you on here. That would be, I don't know. That'd be See something what you can do, but I'm getting a little bit off track though. When, but with him and with a lot of people, cause there's like a growing group of people that are rebelling against the new age movement. They see it for what it is and they see that it causes damage to people. And they, they also see people out there. I won't name any names, but they'll say like, you know, I had a great time on my ET abduction. The greys took me on board the ship. They, they paralyzed me. And I had a good time and, and all that. And I won't name who that person <laughs> When you made it sound, I had to laugh at your own. I had a great time. They paralyzed me. How can somebody have a good time if they're being paralyzed? Because they're being mind controlled. I mean, I could tell you things that would get this channel taken down and they've done to me. And I could tell you that afterward, I somehow um, intellectualized it through their mind control that I was being helped and they were doing something positive for me. Now, so they, they 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 trick the people. They're tricksters. Absolutely. Right? Haven't you ever heard somebody say that um, when when say like a like an interviewer say like um, you know George Norrie were asked someone. I mean, I think he asked Whitney Strieber. Actually, somebody did. They said, "If you could just go back in time and not go through any of this, would you do that?" And the answer is always, "No, I wouldn't." This has enriched my life, even though it's been horrible. It somehow enriched my life for the positive. That's the mind control. I was full of it myself. I know exactly the way it works, at least with me. I know what they did. Everybody's different, but it's the same program. If they can get you to believe that they're doing something positive and they're not negative and you're being exploited for good reasons or you're not being exploited at all, that's what they're going to do. These are master liars and manipulators. They pull, they have an entire toolbox of tricks and mind control techniques and extremely high technology. They can do whatever the hell they want to do with you. It's absolutely horrible. So anyway, um, <clears throat> oh, what I found out about myself is that I was, like I said, I was born in 47. I lived about for about 27 years, and then they killed me off. And what Project Surrogate means is they're constantly taking a soul fragment of the victim and putting it into the womb of another person. So they, they start you over again. It's like it's like somebody growing a plant and then taking a cutting off of it and keeping it going for a very long time. But the mother plant is long gone. It's just a clone of a clone of a clone. And what I found out was is that the initial fragment of me that came here in 1947, that person was killed off. That soul fragment went back to my higher self. But after that, it was just clone after clone. I got multiple alternates. I don't know how many it is, but I can tell you that who I am right now, I'm a manufactured personality. I'm a, I'm not a clone. I'm actually a soul fragment from a clone that was taken from my original, well, not my original self, but the self that incarnated here. Because when they, when, when extraterrestrials incarnate here, they incarnate with a soul fragment. Their, their original personality can remain on their home planet or they can leave their body and be connected to it. In my case, my higher self left my body and was connected to that version of me and has been trapped here for 75 years. That's a horrifying thing to deal with. It's one of the reasons, besides for losing my friend Diane over this whole thing, that I was depressed. There was two reasons. It was incredibly difficult to get through. 
she broke off the friendship with me because I violated her trust because I thought that I needed to get this information out, not just to tell people, but to get help. And I knew that something was going to happen. And it certainly did. Um, she'll disagree with me on this, but I believe that she was psychically attacked and manipulated in order for her to break away from me. She credits it with the Holy Spirit. Now, the Holy Spirit wouldn't tell her that I would repeatedly hurt her because I was being mind controlled and I never hurt her. I mean, I never did anything intentional to her. I simply took six or eight text messages that she sent me that weren't really private in the sense that there were any private information. It was all about me. And I put it up on a, in a video that stayed up for about a day or for about 36 to 48 hours. And it got 188 views, which is thanks to YouTube because they shadow banned me. At which point she told me to take it down. I took it down and she asked me to re-upload it, but to edit it and to rework and to actually put everything she said in my own words so that she wasn't the one who was saying it. And I told her, I said, I can't do it right now. I'm being attacked. This is close to a month ago, roughly about a month ago now, almost yeah, probably about 30 days ago. So <sighs> this is difficult to explain, man, but. After she gave me the downloads, and I've kind of skipped around a little bit, I just want to get to what happened after that. And then I'll get back to when I was here in 1947. It'll make better sense. Okay, I got the downloads from her, and I was going over my phone and my text messages, and I had a, a lot of difficulty trying to piece this back together because it's like a, a car accident that lasted 30 days. So when I look back at it, I see a blur, and I can't tell which happened, you know, I don't know what the order of events are. I really don't. I'd have to go. I, I, I tried to go back over this just before we started. I would have did it earlier, but I was just in a, in a state of mind where I really couldn't tolerate actually, you know, looking at it. So <clears throat> I get the downloads from her and a couple of days went by and I'm processing this over the course of those three, three days or so, I started to get this intuitive sense that I needed to, to remove silver cords and that these silver cords were attached to this alternate. When I talked to James Rink, he said that he had a silver cord in the back of his head that was connected to a supercomputer. Okay, this is an AI transdimensional supercomputer. So I had, to, I was actually shown images from my higher self. My higher self had been completely blocked where before I could talk to her because I have a female higher self. If you're wondering why I said her, <coughs> excuse me, why I said her, but, um, I was starting, I was actually getting this intuitive information with images. So I was seeing these silver cords and I knew what I had to do because when I, because when she gave me all that information, I had to use source energy in order to remove these. Otherwise it wouldn't happen. So I had to invoke the power of God more or less. <clears throat> so I don't know the order of operation or the order of events here, but over the next couple of days, <clears throat> I started to, you know, to take a crack at this. And I, I was removing a small amount of them. And then some of them would start to regenerate almost immediately. And I could see them in my mind's eye. But once I got rid of maybe 20 percent, it's just an estimate. I don't know. I could start to hear my higher self again. And this time she was unfiltered. There was no Draco ETs intercepting and, you know, using AI to make sure that she didn't tell me anything that I wasn't supposed to know. So. I was instructed on what to do at that point. And <clears throat> up to that point, now this has been a couple of days. We're probably looking at close to a week, five or six days from when I initially got this information. And um, so 
I go to a cardiologist appointment, right? <clears throat> this is a, this is the next day after I, I, I started to remove some of the cords. I go into the cardiologist office. I go through my appointment. On my way into the office, the Straco ET comes through. I call him the negotiator. He, start, he, he starts talking to me when I'm driving into the parking lot and telling me that we can work this out and you need to stop removing these cords. And, you know, the cords were, were actually, you know, connecting me to a supercomputer and it was connecting me to this alternate. So they had control this way and they could inflict physical damage on me and do some serious mind control well beyond what they could do normally. And my higher self, like I, like I said, was completely under, under their control and could not come through and say anything of any value to save me. I was pretty much at their mercy. So now I'm starting to gain some ground with these evil beings. So I go into the cardiologist's office and I'm telling this being, I'm like, look, you know, I got to get to this appointment. Just leave me alone. Hold that thought. I'll talk to you afterward. I get through the appointment and it's a complete difference because the last cardiologist was apparently manipulated because he refused to treat me and argued with my symptoms. So I had to, I had to get rid of him. I wasn't getting any help at all. So this, this guy was perfect. Everything went perfect. And I'm walking out of the office and that's when the Draco said, you see, Nathan, everything's going well for you now. And, and I can make your life better. All you have to do is submit and give us what we want. I'm like, what do you want? He says, we want control. He says, you want to be a social media personality. I can make that happen. We do it with everybody. Now you know why you've been getting such resistance. I'm like, okay, so what are you going to do with the shadow banning? Oh, we can take care of the shadow banning. We work with the intelligence agencies and they work directly with big tech and we can tell them to let you go and just let, and just put you everywhere. So they're, they're promising me all this. Now think about it. I'm 48. They've given me a fatal heart condition. They've destroyed my spine. I've had seven surgeries. My sinuses are completely destroyed. You know, I've got anatomy that's been created with a scalpel inside my head. I've got three out of the four sinus cavities, one of them calcified. I've got nerve damage all over my body. They've wrecked my marriage. They've ruined my whole life. And I'm thinking to myself, and you're going to offer me, uh, I'm going to be a popular starseed influencer for you people? So this conversation went on for 10 hours. It finished up around 1030 that night with, with this person because I started to manipulate him. I tried to get as much information as I could out of him. And he knew full well I wasn't going to accept it. And uh, so I started to I started throwing names out there, popular starseed people that, you know, some of which you've had on your show. Most of them you haven't. And they've been all over the place. And I'd seen them and I noticed that, you know, other people who were who were critical of the New Age movement were being shadow banned. And these people were being promoted by the algorithms. And I and it all started to come. It all started to get clear at this point. I realized, okay, this whole thing is a deception. There's a new age deception going on. Big tech's involved, but big tech's not involved in the way you think because they just say, here's a list of people that are a threat to national security, and we don't want their podcast or their videos or any of their stuff, whether it be tweets. We don't want any of it promoted through the algorithms. We want these people tagged, okay? So that's, that's, what, I was, that's what I thought was going on. But then I got validation of it from this Draco. So at the end of this conversation, he says to me, because I said to him, I said, I really feel sorry for you because you have nothing to negotiate with. Absolutely nothing. You've ruined my life and you're going to come in at the end of it and say, 
oh, we're going to give you 20 good years of popularity. You can write books. You can do this and that. And you can be just as popular as some of these other folks. And I'm that that doesn't do, you know, nothing for me. I was going to curse, but it's not going to do anything for me. And, and I said, so I really feel sorry for your plight because you have nothing to offer. And he says, I didn't think you'd accept it anyway because you've never accepted it before. And then he says, now get the F out of my face. So that kind of led me to think, okay, obviously I've been here before and this has been going on for a long time and I've been in this situation. This was the equivalent of the Illuminati phone call. This was the, like the Illuminati calling me and saying, Hey, we're going to kill you if you don't shut up or do what we want. But it, but it was a, a telepathic situation. So now for the next couple of days, I was absolutely in hell. This whole thing was like a week-long uh, type of a – it was it was like a car accident that lasted seven days or so, seven or eight days. So it's very difficult to even recall what happened. But from what I remember next is that I started to remove some of these cords, and then I really started to remove the cords, and I just decided that following either that night or the following night – I don't remember which night it was – I was going to remove all of them and I didn't care how long it was going to take because it's one thing to say your life's on the line, but when your soul's on the line and they've, they've entrapped you all this time at the time, I didn't even, all I thought was, is I was abducted at age six and all this stuff happened. I didn't realize there was another lifetime that was connected to this. And it had been 75 years that I'd been here, which completely explains why I felt so trapped and so miserable and why from the young age, all I wanted to do was find out why people aren't psychic and who the hell I was in a past life. And, and I, and I, I wanted to improve myself and I had a personality disorder growing up, but I found out that that was not something that I had from my ET existence. That was something that came from these military programs that I was in because I was just not only the SSP, I was a super soldier as part of this whole thing. And, um, so I was working, I was kind of working on myself to get rid of some of the emotional problems that I have, but, it, but I was lied to about coming here to heal myself. That was BS again. So I started to remove these cords. <clears throat> Finally, when I got down to the last two, I had one connect, I had one going into my heart, which was affecting my heart, causing damage. I removed that. And once I got rid of that and all the smaller cords, because you got to see, I wish I could draw Robert I, or, or I could paint because you should see what I looked like on the astral. Just think of a body that was glowing like a luminescent glow, no hair, just a silhouette of a body kind of floating in a, in a void, arms to the sides, right? And about a hundred plus silver cords connected all over it. Okay. And that's what I was, I could see myself at a distance and it was like a, it was like I was standing on a, a pedestal and just kind of spinning slowly and I could see it. They were all over me. It was, it was like a nightmare. It looked like Hellraiser you know, with, with the hooks and, you know, the change in you, but there was far more. I mean, it was just, it was, it was an enormous number. Anyway, when I got rid of all the cores, but the one, which was the life force, <clears throat> everything kind of went quiet and they weren't trying to attach any more cords. Cause I noticed when I removed some, they would come at me and I would be reattached. And how I was doing this is I was channeling source energy. Cause even, cause ever since I was a child, I could move energy around my body and, um, they had turned it on and off over the years, but at this point I actually had the ability to do it. And I would heat, I would heat these silver cords up with white hot energy until they disintegrated. And then I would go on. So what I had to finally had to do is I had to burn them all at once because I could remove them fast enough. But once I got rid of them all, there was a calm period and my higher self said, okay, 
you've got a short amount of time where they can't do anything to you. You need to get rid of the life force when it's connecting you to the clone. That was out of that was right between my shoulder blades coming out of my back. And uh, I was able to kind of reverse my my view to where I could see this thing. And I started to heat it. I don't know how long I meditated and focused the energy. It might have been 10, 15, 20 minutes. I don't know. But eventually it finally broke free. And when it did, it was a shower of spark like energy. And I heard like a rushing sound, like a Tesla coil almost. And I could see this thing and it looked like a it, it looked like a coaxial cable about six inches in diameter where the one in my heart was about three inches and everything else was maybe a half to an inch thick. And um, as soon as this thing came off, I felt this wave of energy come up from my lower extremities up through my head. It was just a big, massive surge of energy. It, 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 as soon as this happened, I instantly got telepathically threatened. I had Dracos coming through, and this was, and they were being very, very threatening to me. And uh, and I don't know what the chronology is here. I don't know if it happened that night or the following night, but it was consistent. It was constant attacks after that. But at one point now, and I've kind of skipped ahead, there's a big part of this that I left out because I'm a bit kind of confused on how this happened. And I did find a text message earlier, which gave me the indication that I should have talked about this first. Okay, while I was going through it, before they severed, before I removed the cords, I actually had one of these super soldiers come through telepathically. Okay, this was the bizarre thing. <clears throat> they were coming through. Now, where they're coming from in this particular case and where my clone was, was at the White Sands, New Mexico installation. That's a missile test range. But below that, there's a giant base. And uh, Phil Snyder produced a hand-drawn map. Have you ever seen that? Yes. Well, I, I know look, about Phil Schneider. I didn't see his map, I don't think. Okay, well, I'm friends with a friend of his, okay, who wrote The Eye of Ra and the Programming of the Plan. His name is Truman Cash. I met him in Project Avalon, but I read his books prior to meeting him, and I've known about him for a good, I don't know, 12 or 15 years or so, since at least 2008. 2009 somewhere it was it was before project avalon got together and then they allowed him to put his books on that website so if anybody wants to read truman cash's books i highly recommend it it's on project avalon there's two books excellent reads anyway phil snyder drew that map and i looked and after i found out that it was white sands i looked and there is a white sands new mexico a little circle on that map that represents it there is a base under White Sands, New Mexico, Proving Grounds. And that's where a lot of these clones are being kept. That's where they're keeping souls prisoner inside these clones. This is an evil, disgusting military program. So I get the super soldier comes through. I instantly can tell that this guy is different from these Dracos. His energy is different. His demeanor is different. Well, it's kind of the similar, but not quite as sinister. But he seemed like he, I felt like the human connection there. And from, judging from the first couple of things that he said to me, it was, it was very honest. Like, you don't sound like a Draco. Who are you? And he says, I'm a, he says, I'm a soldier. He was a, I said, what is your rank? I asked him what his name was. I won't give you my name. I said, what's your rank? He goes, I'm a, I think he said he was a corporal. And, uh, and I said, okay, how are you talking to me telepathically? Are you using technology? And he, and he says, I'm a psychic super soldier which are the ones that you talk about killing. 
So if you've seen my other old podcasts, I talked about, you know, there's going to be a psychic war against these people. I talked about some of the stuff in the last podcast that I did with you. So here I am talking to a guy I've been gaslighting for four or five months. This is the person that I've been dealing with, one of the people, and now here they are, and I've actually gotten them. Okay, so I started to ask him some questions, and he says, this is what he said to me, Robert. He said, um, he is before I answer any questions for you, because I do think I owe you the answers to some of your questions. He says, I want to ask you some questions, and I'd prefer if you answer them, and then I will, I will, I'll reciprocate, and I'll answer yours. And I said, well, you already know everything about me, right? Because he, what he did was, is he read off my name. He said, I got your file right here. And he read my extraterrestrial name, both of them. I have two last names and I have two first names. He read both of them off. And he goes, I just want to know something. He says, what are you and why are you here? And, I, you know, I, I started getting this thing coming into my, from my higher self that was saying angelic. And I, 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 I didn't want to say that, but I just, you know, it, it just sounds ridiculous. And it, 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 I didn't want to identify with something that sounded so ridiculous, even in this situation. And it was coming from my, from inside out. And I just referred to myself. I said, I'm a Hajian woman who cares. And my, my um, AI is source because he had mentioned to me earlier in the conversation that he was controlled by AI. And I said, right, I said, your mind control. No, no. That's just to make sure I do my job. And it gives me enhancements. And I said, well, how are you talking to me? I said, are you sitting in some kind of Montauk chair? And he says, I can interface with the computer. I don't need to sit in a chair. So he says to me, um, so after I answered his, his question in a very provocative way, because I wasn't giving him anything, he then starts to tell me a little bit about what's going on. And he actually showed me his house. He shows me, he shows me this brand new house and a new development it, at the foot of a mountains that are, and when I looked at the white sands, New Mexico pictures, same color mountains and everything else, it was a bright, sunny day. And I'm like, why are you showing me a house? And he says, well, that's my house. He says, I want you to see what happens, what you get when you serve the system. And he said, I want you to know what happens when you don't serve the system, because you've got nothing. You, you're penniless. You're broke. He says, you know, everything that you've got is falling apart. It's because you don't conform and do what we tell you to do. <clears throat> so he was rubbing my face in it. He was basically saying that, that if I wouldn't have resisted the system, it would have went a little bit better for me, which, of course, it wouldn't have. But what he meant was is something else inside the program and my alters are in. So he shows me all of this. And um, <clears throat> one thing led to another. And... Uh, we stopped talking for a little bit. And then I, that's when I burned the cords off. And then I got threatened. Then this guy comes back shortly after the first Draco or two talked to me. He comes back and he's making threats. And now they're attacking my ankle again. So I've got that going on. So, and what I'm about to tell you is going to sound crazy. It's going to sound fantastic. And honestly, I feel really bad about saying it because there's so many people out there suffering who've been hit with directed energy that I feel like an a-hole just by saying this. So for any, anybody's out there suffering from it, I'm not saying it because I'm trying to get views or trying to be, you know, like, you know, dramatic and trying to enhance this podcast. This is absolutely true. <clears throat> they hit me with directed energy. 
Now, at this point, I don't have any silver cords anymore. So they hit me with directed energy. And this is when I, I noticed that in the past, I thought I'd been hit with it, but I really wasn't. I was being affected by what they were doing to me through this alternate. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I had like rhythmic spasms and pulses and pain and so forth, brain fog, all these symptoms. Um, so anyway, what happened was, is I got hit with directed energy. So suddenly I start feeling sick. And it felt like a really intense magnetic field. If you've ever been exposed to a magnetic field that makes you sick, then you'll understand what I mean. But you can amp, but if like say there's a lot of people who have problems with smart meters or those old spiral fluorescent light bulbs, they they admit they they feel they have a sensitivity to magnetic frequencies or electromagnetic radiation. I got hit with something that felt like I was dying. I mean, it, it first thing, the first thing I noticed was is my vision was weird and my eyes were going in and out of focus. That's what it looked like because my friend had told me when you get hit with it, it looks like the air is being heated around you. So I'm looking around me and I'm rubbing my eyes and I'm like, I'm going like this to my eyes. And I'm like, and, and, and this idiot's talking to me and making threats to me, right, while this is happening. And I'm going back and forth with him, mocking him and just, you know, trying to give it back to him. I, I, I remember rubbing my eyes three times and my mind started to blank out and I started getting really sick. I mean, I feel like I was just fading out. That's how bad this felt. And I'm like, what is that? I said, is that you? And he says, that's directed energy. How do you like it? And as soon as he said that, my higher self sprang into action. I'd probably been hit with it for about 25 to 20 to 30 seconds, roughly. And uh, I see these arms come up like right like this and it grabs the energy bubble and literally moves it from right to left. It went just like this. Instantly was out of my body, and it was displaced in the room, in the, in the space next to me, in an empty space where it had absolutely no effect on me physiologically. And then I felt her push all of the energy up from my lower extremities out through my head, leaving me with just a, a periodic lightheaded feeling, right? Instantly, the super soldier starts to flip out, and he starts to kind of stammer a little bit, and he's trying to formulate his words. And I, I hear him say 50, 60, 78. He says, you just deflected about 70% of that energy. <clears throat> and I said to him, I said, yeah. And I said, if you hit me again, I said, why don't you hit me a few more times so I could practice. And I think I can get a hundred percent of it out because I was, I was just mocking him at this point. And I, and it, it, it you know, this point it was, and it's just like the other things that I've had where my higher self takes over and, and shows that I can do something. And as soon as, it's like riding a bike. It's like your higher self rides the bike for you with you on it through you. And then you get off the bike and your higher self says, okay, Robert, get back on it. You'll be able to ride the bike now. And you ride it perfectly. Well, that's what it was. It was a situation like that. So at this point, I now have the ability to attack these people. So I don't know what happened, what he said next, but this was something that I laughed about for a couple of days afterward because I suddenly see this ball of light fly around from my left side. It looks like a miniature sun, but it was probably about two feet across. It flew right into this guy's face, and I could see the room that he was in. It was about three other people standing next to him in a room at a desk or some kind of table. It was like a counter. I don't know what it was, <clears throat> but he got hit right in the face with this. And my higher self told me that when you hit them in the face with a ball of light, it blinds their third eye where they can't interface anymore with the computer. It shuts the connection down and they can't use their psychic abilities for a temporary period of time. 
not only did I send that one, but I started getting attacked with my ankle. They were putting energy attachments to increase the pain that I was going through. So this thing was already 50% swollen over to normal size, and I was having trouble walking. So as they were attacking my ankle, I was hitting him with, with these big balls of light. And this guy came back, and actually a different person came back. I don't know if it was probably a fifth person or fourth or fifth person came back and said to me, you've just taken out three of our personnel. Can we stop this? And they wanted to talk to me. They came back. They said, hold on, please stop. They came back a few minutes later and, and offered me that they said, let's just negotiate a truce. Please don't attack us anymore. We're going to work this out. With, you know, it was just more of the same nonsense that I'd gotten before. And, um, you know, I didn't go for it. Well, that, that was the height of this. That was like the climax of this. And I was told three months ago that I and other people were going to get an upgrade. And it was going to be, we were going to have the ability to displace this targeted energy that we're getting hit with, the elf waves, the microwaves, the electromagnetic frequencies. Well, here it was. I was able to do it. So, you know, I, I, I feel bad for everybody that's in that situation that are being, because there's people being killed by that stuff. And uh, there's literally nothing they can do about it, which is why I feel bad. I feel guilty just talking about this because why am I so special? And I, I don't think anybody should be elevated above anybody else. But anyway, <clears throat> that was the train wreck that I was in. And since then, it's just been repetitive attacks. I've had some threats here or there, but I've gotten the upper hand on all this stuff. So, you know, so then then what happened was, is um, I upload. Well, I had to I had the video up and I took the video down that I made about my my lab stuff. And I, you know, where I had those messages from my friend because she wanted me to take it down. And I, I did, it was like 36 hours later, I took it down and but that wasn't good enough. And um, she wanted me to re-upload it and reword it, everything, but I couldn't do that because I was in the middle of all this stuff. I mean, I was getting an hour or two of sleep a night. This went on for close to a week and a lot of other things happened that I don't even remember. I'd have to look at text messages. I posted in my Telegram group. I left uh, voice messages in there and I talked about it, but I didn't go back today or the last couple of days to look at it, to get the chronology of all this. So it's just, like I said, it's just been a week long train wreck is what this whole thing, more or less, it's been about a month long. So anyway, getting back to project surrogate, I was abducted when I was, when I was a child, I was, I came into this world in 1947. I think I was abducted probably around five or six when I remember, um, and then they they made the clone alternate. They put me in the program. I was using the SSP, and I was and I was I was using the super soldier stuff. I don't have I don't have memories of that. I've just got information from my higher self <clears throat> so far. Now I did this hypnosis with James Rink, and how I was able to get that is because because um, nobody nobody wants to contact me back. I'm like, please, can I can I do a hypnosis with you? I contacted Leslie Clark. I called her twice. I had her cell phone number. She emailed me back within a day, got her cell number, called her, left two messages, sent two emails, never heard a word. So I don't know if she's alive or what, but if she is, some reason she doesn't want to talk to me and work with me. I even so, tried to email her for you. I know I did. I I, I know I mentioned your name to her right, when, I, when, I, when, I, when, I, when I did find her email. Yeah. Now, let me give you one other thing that happened. <clears throat> 
<clears throat> I wanted to tell you, I think I'm getting psychically attacked too because I've gotten hacked. Like during this broadcast, oh. like in other broadcasts, I feel like shit all the time. Like I feel like, 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 like there's that energy coming over me right now that's making me want to get away from the camera. You know, like it feels like a frequency is coming through. Is that normal? For us, it is. I mean, it's it's not a pretty feeling at all. It's it makes you feel like like it's it's like I, I can't explain it. Oh, I, know, I know what it feels like, and I'm sure some of your viewers might too. Yeah. So, anyway, <clears throat> I can't get help even if I pay people. So, uh, but I did get you know James Rink. I, I sent him the video that I had put on. I had to pull it off of YouTube, but I kept it on, and I so you can only see it if I send you a, a link to it. So I sent Leslie Clark a link to it. And she never watched it because I was looking at the view count, but James Rink did. James Rink also watched the uh, the video that I had with, with you know, Rex Bear, where he had the implanted dreamscape, which is proof positive that the ETs that I've been dealing with are very manipulative and that they affect other people around me to limit my reach to keep me from getting help or exposure. So what happened was, <clears throat> is that he said, okay, um, I'll do a free hypnosis session with you if, you if you help me out with my research. And I said, great. I said, I'll do more than that, man. I'll, I'll, help you, I'll help you get the word out. I'll do as much as I possibly can. And I said, if I'm able to, if, if I can get rid of the rest of these implants, because that's the other thing my higher self said to do, is you need to get rid of the rest of these etheric implants that this military operation has put into you which will give you your psychic abilities back and it'll give you the ability to work on other people. Then I want you to help James Rink because he's helped you and there's other people I need to help as well. I'm like, great. So, you know, but how long is this going to take? And, and she said, it's going to take a few months, <clears throat> but I want you to go through with, 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 you know, what he's offering. And, and I said, well, I'm a, I'm a little worried here. I don't know what's going to happen. And my higher self is just like, don't worry about it. I've got, I've got control over this. So I, I went into it intuitively sensing that I wasn't going to get what I asked for, what I wanted, but I was something was going to happen, and I didn't know what it was. But it, I had confidence in my higher self, but I was suspicious because my higher self has been forced to lie to me in this Draco program before. So, you know, it wasn't 100% trust there. It was just I was caught in a moment, and I was worried. I didn't know what to expect. Anyway, while this while I was waiting for James to get back to me, some abduction memory started to surface. Okay. I was lied to and told that what happened to me at age six was just a normal everyday occurrence for a child. It was my overactive imagination and there was no abduction. First I was told there was, then I was told there wasn't. See, so and when you're dealing with mind controlling extraterrestrials, they'll tell you anything and make you believe anything they want you to believe. Okay. Because they've got control over you, especially if they're manipulating an alternate. So what happened was, is that when I was six years old, okay, I got a, I was riding a bicycle with, and I had, I still had the training wheels on it. It was the fall of 1980. I'm riding through the park and I've been kind of like pushing the envelope for a while, you know, trying to get further and further away from my grandparents' house, you know, because they said, don't leave the block, only get down a couple of houses so we can see you. And eventually... They got laxed with it. So I started going around the block. Eventually, I started going to the park at the end of my street. So I spent all summer long going through the park because I, I, I got the bike at Christmas. So as soon as it warmed up or as soon as it was warm enough to ride, I was out there riding. I still had my training wheels on it. 
So it's the fall of 1980. I go through the park. I spend a few hours there riding around through the neighborhood. I decided it was time to go home. The sun was getting in that right spot in the sky and I need to eat dinner. So I took the long way through the park. I rode this asphalt path that went through this patch of woods. It's a strip of woods. It's maybe a quarter mile long or a little longer. And um, uh, <clears throat> there's a, in the middle of that, there's a clearing where they where you know, the kids had a fort and it had a rope swing being six and knowing how the older kids are in the neighborhood, you know, I was worried about running into these, you know, because they would, if you make eye contact with the older kids, they'll, they like to mess with you. And uh, I didn't want to go through that. I just wanted to ride by. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm just going to, there's, if there's going to be somebody there, I'm just going to keep going straight. I'm not going to look at them. So I round the bend and I'm coming up on this and I see a group of people. I didn't know how many there were until after all this came out, but there was, a total of seven of them and they were all dressed in Navy blue. They had Navy blue hoods. They had like, you know, hoods on, but they had those um, like those sweatshirt, like, uh, you know, the it's made out of the sweatshirt material, but it's like a zipper, kind of like a light, you know, like a jacket. Yeah. It had a hood on it. Right. Well, they yeah, all, had, it was seven of them. They all had Navy blue hoodies, right? I don't know if they had zippers or not, but you know, they had ones that, that slide over top. They all had the same upper outfit on, you know, they had the hoodie on and they all had navy blue pants. I didn't notice any difference in their footwear, but I didn't pay much attention to it. So they were all identically dressed <clears throat> and they all had what looked like mask on. It, at first, it looked like luchador mask because when I was coming at them and, and from the memory, the initial memory, I looked like they were wearing masks. But, but then when I went back over it and then the stuff started to surface, I realized that they were chalk white with big black eyes. They were, they were tall grays about oh, six wow. feet tall. And I thought they were wearing masks. So when I'm looking to my left, as I'm riding, as I'm approaching this group, they're standing around a fallen tree and behind the fallen tree was a clearing where the rope swing was. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm trying not to make eye contact and I'm just kind of glancing my left. And I saw the one the leg was wearing a mask. And then I had to look cause it didn't look right. And that's when the one, the one turned to me. And had what looked like a luchador wrestling mask on because it had like a white strip that went around this big black almond shaped eye, but there was no eye or any skin behind it. It was black. He looked at me almost not full on, but about I could see half the face. And as soon as I saw that, I became like extremely frightened and I was getting nervous and my fear was building up as I was getting close to them. It's like there was a zone of like frightening energy around the whole area. As soon as I saw this person's face and I passed them, I wasn't parallel with them anymore. I got hit in the back of the head with energy. It had like a viscous feel to it. It was like it was fluid. And it hit me in the back of my head and it went straight down my spine. And, it, and I had this gut feeling of fear that shot through my stomach, right? In my memory that they left me, I kept pedaling out of the park, got to the end of my street, went about halfway to my house before I stopped to catch my breath. OK, so that's what I remember. But now I had memories coming through. And what I remember was, was when I got zapped, I came to a stop and I, and I floated off my bicycle. Me and the bike floated separately. OK, at some point I had another fragmented memory, too. I don't know if it was I don't think it was before. I don't know what the, the order of this was, but I remember seeing these grays standing in a circle. They still had their hoods on, but I could see their gray faces, which were, which were actually white. 
these were a white for i mean like totally stark white with deep dark black eyes and they were standing in a circle with their arms outstretched and they were had their arms kind of like forming a circle where they were touching each other's arms and there was a light above them i guess that was them getting ready to be lifted up and put up into the craft but i remember floating off the bicycle and just feeling like this warm comforter you know like a blanket just enveloped me and uh, i just felt like i was totally comfortable my fear was gone my anxiety was gone and i was just like it was like the just the warmest great feeling and i remember everything fading to like a light blue color and i lost consciousness these are those were two fragmented memories that came through during all this crap that was going on before i did the hypnosis now the worst part about it is when I did the hypnosis with James, he got a hold of me a couple days later and he says, uh, I can do it early part of next week. So it was like I had less than a week to get ready for it. Right. And I knew that I needed some time, but I didn't know why I needed the time. And I'll explain that in a moment. What happened next is I went into the hypnosis session. It started out with like a five minute meditative thing where you kind of go into a trance or just get really relaxed. And, um, you know, I was nervous. I mean, it was really difficult to do this. We go up in the clouds. We do this visualization exercise. And if anybody's ever done hypnosis, what it is, it's a series of visualizations that you do under a very relaxed state, if you can get to that point. And you, you start to relax and you get more relaxed as the session goes on. But what happened was, is, or how it works is that they give you these visualization exercises, which are triggers for your subconscious. So I was put into a hallway I, I actually went down an elevator from the clouds and I came and I, and the elevator opened up and he said, I want you to visualize a hallway and the hallway's got lots of doors. So I seen this hallway look like a doctor's, uh, you know, like an office building, you know, for doctors, just doors everywhere. And then, and there was one door straight ahead. So he says, I want you to go in through one of these doors when you're ready and tell me what you see. And we did this a couple of times. The first door I remember going into, and I've got this recorded. I haven't haven't listened to it. I just haven't felt right about it. I've been trying to like put this out of my mind and function and do normal things to get my mind off of it, to get rid of this, you know, depression, but it's been difficult. I saw Dracos in this room, but they were in like a, a fog and I could see their silhouettes and I could see the big wings and these little hands at the top. It was like they were like a bat, like a gargoyle but they were huge, like 10 feet tall or whatever, eight, 10 feet tall. And there was a bunch of them in this room, but they were still, there was nothing happening. So we did a couple of these finally, because what we were trying to do, and I have this soul transference memory. I remember being in a lab. There was, when I remember now, it's a lot clearer. There was three Hajayans in there, three Hajayan ETs, which were close to eight feet tall. <clears throat> and I was told they were my life engineers. And they put me in and well, we had this discussion about what I was going to do. And they put me in this machine and this lid came down and then that was a soul transference machine. Right. And and then I was put into a fetus at the 12th week after conception. And I've had this memory. This is my earliest memory all the way back to my youngest years of my childhood. I thought it was God or angels. And because at first it was in a haze and I couldn't see the surroundings, but then later in my late teens and early twenties, I started having flashbacks in consecutive chronological order. And I was shown more of this lab and it became a lab at this point, but it was still out of focus. Well, in this case, I'm in this lab, right? Under the hypnosis. And he says, I want you to create a genetically perfected version of yourself. 
I want you to visualize it next to you. And I want you to look at it. I think he said, tell me what you see. So here I am in this lab and the lab's still out of focus, right? I look at myself and I'm wearing light tactical armor. And when I looked it up later after the hypnosis session, it was the same light body armor that you see in a Halo video game, as well as people that have re- that, that have recovered these memories. They've, you know, they did artwork and, and I could see it was the same exact light tactical armor. It wasn't the, the cyborg looking outfit where you've got like an exoskeleton. It was just like light tactical, but futuristic looking armor. I was wearing it in the lab. So we leave the lab and I think we tried to do something else, other things. And then I wind up going right back into it. And this time I could see it perfectly clear. There was no fog. I see this machine. It's smaller than what I thought it was. It's about the size of an MRI machine or maybe a little bigger because my stature in this memory was close to eight feet tall. <clears throat> so I see the machine and the lights are out, but there's all these little LED or like little lights. I don't know if they're LEDs or what, but they're indicator lights of lab equipment. There's a computer terminal at the left-hand corner front of the room. This machine's to my left. So, you know, he says, I want you to get in the machine. So, Now, I mean, it's literally crystal clear. I get in the machine. My head is facing the machine itself, and there's a a bed and a platform, and and there's this enclosure that comes down over top of you made out of glass or some kind of glass-like material. It had no fingerprints, no smudges. I looked at my feet. I was wearing the – have you ever seen – I know you've probably had some surgery or I'm sure you've had a medical procedure – they give yeah. you those little hospital footies that slide over your shoes or over your socks when you go in an operating room a lot of times. So that's what I had on my feet. I was in a gown at this point. And I looked, and I'm wearing this gown, and I got these little footies on. And I'm looking out of this glass enclosure, which is now over top of me. And I'm looking at and And so <clears throat> he then told me to get out of the machine and leave the room and go back into the hallway. Well, this is where it really, this is what really hit me. Now, this was the revelation that I didn't want. I went from the room and I stepped into the hallway, trying to visualize the hallway that I was in earlier. It had all the doors. It wasn't a hallway anymore. It was a military base. It was the White Sands military base. That shocked me because that's when I realized that the soul transference memory that I had was not from an extraterrestrial civilization. It wasn't on another planet. It was right here in the United States. It was, it was in New Mexico. It was under the ground. It was under the New Mexico proving or actually the, the White Sands military. Um, military missile test range is where it was. So I, I'm, I'm having this horrible flood of emotions hit me. I I felt despair. I felt depression. I felt like I was trapped. I felt like I was in a miserable, horrible place. And I say that right, right on the video. I say it. I'm going to do later. I want to, I want to, I have to edit that and put that into a video. But um, that's when I realized, man, that that whole thing was from a military base and that I was already here under these conditions. So we couldn't get any more information out of me, out of my subconscious. And, and um, we finally tried this technique where you look at like a gauge and it had like a big red needle and it was yes and no. And he was asking me questions. He asked me, um, what did I need? What do I need to get more information and my higher? And before he could even say it all, he got into like a couple of words into the sentence. My higher self immediately said, you need more time. So I immediately told him I need time. 
And um, there was something else. I don't remember what it was that he had, that he had asked me that I had answered, but <clears throat> then we ended the session and that was it. I was so distraught that I only, I, I left my laptop open. I didn't even shut it to make sure that I saved it. Cause it was a zoom. It was a zoom chat that I was recording. I think he was too. So, um, so anyway, yeah, that was the situation. And uh, <clears throat> from there I started to get more information that actually started to surface that's when I found out that I was initially abducted when I was six years. Well, I don't know about five, probably about five or six, but it was, I came into the world in 1947. So around 1952 or 53, I was abducted, put into project surrogate. <clears throat> then they created multiple altars and they killed off my original self at age 27. When I hit 27 in that age, it was 1974, the year I was born. So they were they had killed that first version of me that incarnated here directly from an ET culture. That part of me was gone and back to my higher self. And then all I was was a fragment of a fragment. I was a fragment of a cloned alternate. So that's when it all kind of just came crashing down. And it was just like everything's been a lie. You know, yeah, I did have an ET past. And some of those people were really family members and so forth. But it had nothing to do with what I thought it had to do with. It had to do with this nightmare. And everything started to fall into place. I could look through my whole life and I could see where all of this was just one endless, miserable experience. And that everything made sense now. And it was a horrible feeling because nobody wants to go through that and, and nobody should. <clears throat> so, so anyway, yeah, that was... That's the bulk of what happened. That's the short version. Um, there's a lot that I left out. Do you have any questions before we move forward? There's there's questions from the audience. Like, um, I, I, I'll go back. Um, let me go back. I, I'll find. Let me. Uh, she's not even in the chat anymore. She said she had to go, but she wanted to know uh, NM Tumbleweed. I know her. She's a. I'm just looking back through the chat. And if you guys have chat questions, throw them in here while we're while we're. Uh, we're looking for this. Uh, she, why, why can't I find, Oh, question, dude, why do they want you to cooperate? Did you come up with in this incarnation with a contract with them in place? No, but that's a good question because I, I kind of get, I get to talk about something I, I just forgot about. I talked about angels. <clears throat> Your soul has, like a genetic code into it, but it's actually a crystalline structure. So when people talking about a DNA upgrade, what they're referring to is not a physical DNA, DNA upgrade or talking about a crystalline DNA upgrade of your soul. So the soul has crystalline DNA. That's what they're after. But what they're really after is, is, the, is they're, they're after a specific type of crystalline DNA, which the military apparently refers to as angelic. I got this from James Rink and I watched some of his other podcasts and they even give names for like different like soul lines. He said, Michael is used a lot. Like this is Michael and you know, the clones don't have names. They'll be, you know, like say Michael one, two, three, four, a couple hundred, whatever. But that's what they're after. This wasn't contracted. I was conscious. I mean, I had a, I had an agreement to come here because I've been doing it for a very long time. I'd been in Egypt I did different things there to upset the social order. I've done a lot of different things. and um, <clears throat> But in this case, I was hijacked. 
So they're after the angelic crystalline DNA is what they're looking for, because then they can create the ultimate warrior. Because not only do you have because, um, you know, your, your physical your your physical container is nothing to them. We have piss poor genetics. So if anybody says that we're genetic royalty, it's only because we're a combination of a lot of different groups of races. But we're like a mutt, more or less. Um, but we're an, an unfinished project with three to four thousand genetic defects put into us that were left in. So we're not really genetic royalty. We're just like a petri dish so they can keep you know, scooping out more, um, you know, specimens from them to make hybrids. But what they're really after when star seeds come here is that angelic crystalline DNA to create the ultimate warrior, because then you create one that's extremely psychic, just as psychic as your most powerful reptilian warrior. And then they augment you. So when I was in the base, I was a hybrid. I was close to eight feet tall. And what they were trying to do was to keep me as close to my Hajian form as they could but I was Caucasian. <clears throat> and so they, they created a modified version of my original self that, that came into this world in 1947. So the clone that, that was in there wasn't this body. I'm just a, I'm, I'm like the new version. So what they do is like I was saying, they, they take the old version of you, they kill it off. They let that fragment go. And then they've got new fragments. They can continue to fracture. So when you're put into a mother's womb, which is the surrogate, which is where the name of the program comes from, they can continue using you. So if they lose some of those clones, they can go back to you. <clears throat> and that's and they also keep you trapped because as long as they can keep you in the program, they've, they've essentially held up your higher self. They've stopped you from coming back and, 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 and acting against their system. So, so anyway, what angels basically are, they're extraterrestrials that are coming here to free humanity and rescue souls. One of the people in Project Avalon, who I talked to, a friend of his, his mentor that helped him free himself from a lot of this stuff, was used to go to White Sands to rescue someone. It was probably a soul rescue. It had to have been because they wouldn't let somebody out physically. So she went in there and killed someone and freed them and brought them out. So she freed some soul fragments, at least one or more. So essentially that's what we were supposed to do or something like that. But I never got to actually carry out the initial mission. I was thrown into project surrogate and then used, used against my will and mind control. But the, what here's the catch though, is that, and I also forgot something too about the psychic super soldier interaction is that my higher self was able to break free from their AI conditioning. This is what I got directly from myself, directly from my higher self is that she was able to break free. So these clone alternates turned on the military. I was being used by the uh, by naval intelligence. And what, okay, I was used in Project Surrogate, Sigma, which is another Project Sigma. Then there was Alpha and there was Sign. I'm sure you're familiar with those. Sign is- Yeah, I'm familiar, I'm familiar with Sigma and Sign, yeah. You know, Sigma has to do with being a communicator with extraterrestrials because I was highly telepathic, just like them, with the same psychic abilities I was used in this. And, and Sigma is also another program, too, from what James Rank and others have come up with. It's also a, a very, very specialized group of super soldiers that are controlled by naval intelligence. And they're like the top fighting force. And um, so it's like the, the very top. So apparently I was in that. It's not just the communicator. And what I did, I was the communicator out of the, out of the group of us. 
And um, then there was sign. Sign has to do with crash retrievals. Okay. Somehow it was used in that. I don't know. Alpha has to do with the hybridization and creation of super soldiers. That was a question from the chat. A good person that, that she got me. She she helps out with my channel. She, Maya, well, I'm SOS QHC. I'm sorry. She she she's a she's an awesome person. But uh, she wanted to know if you had any hybrid children. No, I I don't have any hybrid children. And what I'm explaining to you now is all that I know about myself. There's a whole lot that I don't know. There's I don't know how much time. Seventy five years of experiences, and there's multiples in every one of those. So I don't know. I, from what I remember, I was, I was in service for 23 years, but there was multiple copies of me. That's all I know. So if you want to add it up from the time I came into this world to now it's been 75 years, but when you're doing, when you're dealing with alternates, you know, the years kind of stack up. So if you have five people and they all live 23 years, that's over a hundred, that's a hundred, what, 115 years of experiences. I don't have those experiences because what I was exposed to in that hypnosis session was so traumatic to me, especially the aftermath of it, because here I am thinking that I'm, I'm, I'm completely in, immersed in this false reality of, of this extraterrestrial experience and this contactee thing, when in reality, I'm a victim and I had to confront that. So it was too much. I mean, it was terrible. I mean, it was absolutely horrible what I went through in the past month. If I would have gotten any more, <clears throat> I would have shut down. I wouldn't have been able to function. And I pretty much shut down as it is. But I'm talking about not getting out of bed and who knows what else. So that's what my higher self conveyed to me is that I gave you as much as you could possibly handle. And then I stopped because I can't have you shut down and have a breakdown. But, but there was a question from Lila. Lila is another great person from the chat. She's been in my shows for a long time. But but uh, she she wants to know, where does the walk-in fit into soul fragmentation? I have no idea. I really don't. I wish I could answer that question. I've been looking at it on the, on the, on the screen here. Um, I do know that the reptilians replace political leaders with walk-ins. They either create an attachment to control them or they replace their soul. I got that as well from these, you know, from these reptilians. There was a lot of things that I talked about. Um, I think they call that immersion when they, when they swap a soul out, but I have no idea about walk-ins. In fact, um, I would be suspect of any of that because they're, they've lied so much to us. And like I said, they're, they're controlling the new age movement. They're controlling contactees. So the people that you've been watching, that you've been entertained by and enlightened by are victims of these programs. They think they're doing something positive. In fact, they're just victims, just like everybody else. I was told <clears throat> from my higher self that about 90% of the extraterrestrial contact that you're seeing that's taking place is with negative extraterrestrials that are all, that it's all under these programs. It's under surrogate and multiple multiple programs that we don't know about. And, and by the way, all abductions that take place involve the U.S. military or some other military connected to this because we're dealing with a globalist operation. We're dealing with a shadow government. And it's, and it's, it's headed by, well, I would say the main military is the United States military. They're at the core of it. But there's all these other assisting countries that are involved that are contributing their military to this. Australia is another big player. Because Australia has all that land and they have a lot of military bases. And if you look at what's going on with this uh, medical uh, 
scenario that that's been playing out for almost for about two years now, who's leading the way in the medical tyranny? It's Australia. Australia is heavily controlled and has a lot of bases and they're a big part of this whole thing. That's it's, it's insane. So in your opinion, are there any good extraterrestrials? Or are they all kind of just manipulating us? No, there is. There is a lot of good ETs. The problem is, and, the, and this goes back to what I originally talked about in previous podcasts with you. There was a, there's a, a an augmented reality that they've created. I, I, I call it the planetary consciousness simulation. <clears throat> Inside that you have social engineering. You have various programs for social engineering to keep us under control. And they, they make us go through constructing pyramids and doing all of these things. They gave us the religions. They more or less keep us pacified and they reboot the planet, which is highly unethical. And the reason that's going on is because the Dracos and these negative extraterrestrials from Orion have taken this program, taken it over. Now here's the key, Robert. I talked about a staging, <clears throat> a staged end times war where it's, you know, the good side versus the bad side. And it's for social engineering. No, it isn't. It's for domination What's taking place is the, the, the reptilians and the Orion factions have taken over most of the governments. They've got total control. <clears throat> Everybody's bought out or mind controlled or brainwashed. And so and you have all the social programming going on. People don't want to believe this. They want to believe their government's honest. OK, well, that's starting to fade away. There is a reduction in the simulation. That's why there's an awakening. So you have a positive side and a negative side staging events. But it's not for social engineering. It's not for our enlightenment. It's for our survival. One side wants to completely eliminate all human beings and replace them with a reptilian race and take the planet over. Now, here's what I what happened when I was talking to the super soldier. <clears throat> I asked him a lot of questions. And I said, uh, I said, you know who you're working for? And he says, oh, I know exactly who I'm working for. I said, well, is it true that people like yourself protect world leaders and individuals like that that are very influential i said like klaus schwab and he's oh yeah klaus schwab klaus schwab we do protect him he spoke very well of him i said i said why i said he wants to depopulate the planet and kill all these people i said look what they're doing they're tearing our world apart how could you possibly be part of this how could you he said depopulation is for the greater good he said a lot of disgusting things and, um, you know, what I what I found out was, is everything that I've been told in the past through the positive ETs that I've talked to was was actually true. There was a certain core of it that was true. They have cre the the elites have created an insulation type, a form of insulation around themselves, like a shield, a psychic shield. They've got their security. They've got the NSA spying on people. But they've got psychic super soldiers and other black magicians that are part of this Draco agenda that are being used to protect them. So they have a circle of protection. If you try to if somebody tries to kill Klaus Schwab, they'll be taken out before they even get a, a chance to get a hold of a weapon. That's how effective it is. That's why none of these people get touched. That's why they go about. They can walk amongst us with impunity. There's no chance of anything happening. Bill Gates can walk the streets. Klaus Schwab can walk the streets. The Rothschild family can walk the streets. They can do what they want, and they don't get hurt because they stop the people before they even get started. And that's one of the things that I found out. That's, that's how bad this is. It's totally insane, and, and that's how bad this really is. 
<clears throat> the other thing I wanted to mention too, is you talk about loose and negative energy. Well, they're doing this on a global scale to feed these lesser reptilians, the AI controlled ones, which are basically clones. They're, they're uh, animated by AI, but that AI apparently is able to harness all of this negative suffering and it feeds these beings. Like it, it, it's like feeding them methamphetamine or some type of ecstasy, a feel-good drug. They get off on it. They, they get a high from it and it drives them to do this. I mean, I had this, this little scumbag, <clears throat> horrible little, you know, Draco, you know, slave race, whatever he was, but he was there. He was, he was torturing me. I, I named him Albert. I was going through my, all of my text messages and I, I dealt with a sicko. I mean, it, this, I mean, this was a, these, these things are sick, man. They're very, very evil. And I love that you named him Albert, you know, because I was antagonizing him and I was also calling him a fart lizard because they excrete methane <laughs> and other gases through their skin. <laughs> but they would all answer, how how dare you? And it was like a repetitive statement. And it was from the AI. These beings have no personality. All they do is they 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 have a job to do and they feed off of this negative energy, the suffering. So when they were torturing me for years and years and doing things to me to hurt me and put me into states of depression and physical injury and harm, they were feeding off that energy. I was a battery to them. And that's I, what... I'm sorry. I mean, I, I definitely felt the energy like, the, like for about an hour that we've been going for an hour and 35 minutes for mm -hmm. an hour that we've been doing this podcast. I definitely felt psychically attacked. Like I feel better now, but I felt horrible. Like I just felt like some kind of negative frequency was hitting me like the entire time. Did you feel that too? I felt it going in, but it wasn't from them. It was just my own emotions getting to me. Um, I've noticed that I, I can stop that now. I can stop the, Okay, for, for example, when they attack my ankle, <clears throat> which happens in the last couple of days, I've been kind of okay. Last two days, I haven't had any problems, but it was going on 10, 15, 20 times a day. So I'd have to constantly stop and focus, you know, healing energy on, on my ankle. And then I just got to the point where I'm like, you know, why am I doing this? I could fight back. So now what I do is, is when they attack me, I attack them. I send the spheres of light. I also send other colored spheres too. Some that are black. Now the black ones affect their actual physical, you know, vision. It makes them completely blind for a short period of time. Um, everything is temporary because they can continuously fix themselves. You know, you can't, unless you kill one, you're not really going to have much of an effect. The problem is if you kill them, they just clone them again. It's just an endless army of clones. It doesn't matter so much. Wow, this is insane. This is this is great information. Does anybody in the chat have any other questions before we finish up for the night? Um, you can type them in. I, I don't have any other questions, man. Um, did you have anything else you wanted to go over? Well, I did talk about the new age deception, so I may, I may as well get into that a little bit. Now, you had uh, Tony Sayers on. I had initially thought that I had sent you his web, his uh, uh, YouTube channel, but I had sent you another one. Her, her name is Laura. She goes by something healer, but I, I, I sent something from her channel to you. I think I may be mistaken, but I thought I did. What I wanted to just say is there, there's this, this anti-New Age movement that's been formulated that that's kind of came up, you know, it's just a response to what, you know, we're being fed with the new age. And these are people that are waking up and thinking for theirself. The problem is, is that everyone that I've heard, Tony Sayers included, they don't believe that there's physical ETs 
coming to this planet and they think the UFOs are actually government aircraft and that it's a PSYOP. That's the equivalent of saying, and with all due respect too, because I, I really appreciate these people coming out of their haze and waking up to this and realizing, man, this isn't right. There's something wrong with this new age movement. You know, um, <clears throat> we're being fed off of and we're being manipulated. The problem is, is that when you take on the, the assumption that all the UFOs are all government craft and that there are no physical ETs here, it's like calling this a flat earth. It's the equivalent of, of the, you know, declaring there, that there's a flat earth and, there, and, it's, and it's not a sphere and there's no such thing as space and other worlds. Because what you're doing is, is no different than the new age is you're actually giving the ETs another advantage. They'd love you to believe that they don't exist here physically. They're just spiritual beings or multidimensional beings that are here like psychic vampires. OK, that's not the case at all. You're, you're throwing out Roswell. You're throwing out all the UFO crashes. You're throwing out. I, I agree with you on that. I believe, but yeah. I do believe we are in a simulation because when, when the flat yeah. earthers and the round and the globe earthers, they, they argue about the shape of the earth. I'm like, you're missing the whole point. The whole point is that we're in a matrix and we're controlled. Which and that's why the you problem. Think it's that we have to get, we, that's what we have to get. There's, there's, there's negative influences affecting our reality and we have exactly. to figure out how to fight back against that. And you're one of the only people that's came on and said like how we can, you know, fight out against, I mean, other, I'm sure I've had a lot of other guests too. I, I might not be remembering right now, but like for right now, you know, you, you've shown how to beat psychic attacks and stuff. And I appreciate that because I think I'm dealing, I'm starting to realize that I'm dealing with psychic attacks a lot more than I thought I was. Well, you got to get rid of the implants. <clears throat> now that's the thing that, that that's kind of controversial because I've heard these people, the anti-New Agers who do the implant removals will say that somebody else did previous work to a certain client that they had and there was implants in them. So I think that the extraterrestrials are controlling both of those groups of people and that they think that they're taking implants out when in fact they're not doing anything. They're working on something, but it's not the real person. And I think there's, and, and you could say, okay, well, they did get something, something good came out of it. But they can also put these implants back in. I think people are playing with something far more powerful than they are, and they don't quite understand it. But when you say that there's no physical ETs, you've just destroyed the entire idea that the ETs built the pyramids. You'd have to re-explain that. It can't be explained. You can say there's an ancient civilization, but where are they? There's no evidence of this. There's been ancient civilizations, but they were destroyed so effectively, and their evidence covered up that we don't have any proof of it. All we see is, is monuments. We see monuments on Mars as well. But it, it completely just, it, it's, it's like the elephant in the room no longer exists because we say so. But it, it's just like, it's atheists denying the existence of a creator. In a sense, it's kind of like the same thing. The ETs are real. They'd love for you not to believe in them because it just gives them more power and more deceptive abilities. That's all it is. I would caution anybody adopting that position. The ETs are very real. And the majority of them, 90%, are very negative. Now, there's very positive ones out there as well. And what I want to get into is, is that we're, we're in an augmented reality. This is a, a planetary consciousness simulation. This was designed to create a, to put a fledgling race in it and then use that fledgling race for a period of time so that ETs could incarnate within it and go through these engineered therapeutic lifetimes. That's still accurate. According to my higher self, the problem is, is about a million years ago, the program shifted and the reptilians took it over and the Orion factions took it over. 
the positive ETs can't intervene militarily to stop this because they'll destroy the planet, they'll kill all of us, and it's mutually assured destruction. It's not feasible to take them on militarily because it it kind of comes down to it, it's like the United States going against Russia and expecting a winner. You're not going to have one. So they have to fight them in the augmented reality according to the rules, according to the rules of engagement. So what they've got to do is they incarnate us in here. They can have some military interactions with each other, their little skirmishes, but for the most part, it's a proxy war using human beings. Every world war we've had and every type of upheaval we've had, there's an extraterrestrial element behind the scenes creating, you know, like a tug of war from one side to another. And we're caught in the middle as the proxy army. The the people going into the SSP and these, and these super soldier programs, <clears throat> this is, and I got this from James Rink, the first couple of emails, because I said, okay, this is what I think is happening. And he says, yeah, that, 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 that's right. We're being used as, as soldiers in a proxy war. So both sides are using, both sides are using the people coming out of Project Surrogate to fight these wars. Okay. There's extraterrestrials sending positive ETs in here that are incarnating as human beings. And their job is to carry out psychic attacks, psychic warfare, and get these souls out of here. So an angel really just comes in. What an angel is, is an ET soul that comes in and rescues people from the, you know, from the matrix, more or less, from the augmented reality. They're taking those soul fragments out and rescuing them. They're also going out into space and the other civilizations where they're taking people off planet and putting them into slavery. They're rescuing them and, and putting them back here. This is a war that's going to go on for a while. And once it's done here, it's going to continue on elsewhere because this is going on all over the place. There's negative extraterrestrials. The bulk of it in this region of the galaxy and Andromeda and who knows how far out are mostly reptilian as well as other factions. So <clears throat> the war between good and evil that's depicted in our religions really has to, has a root. It, it, it has a foundational root to it. And that is the war between the good side and the negative side. And on the negative side, there's a lot of reptilians, a lot of non-humans and a, and a lot of other groups. Well, I don't know how many there are, but there's enough of them. And like I said, they can use anybody they want and it can appear however they want. And we're none the wiser. <clears throat> I got a question here from, uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Fweetheser, Anatar, yeah. Nibiru, Draco, Starseed. He says, question, what, and I don't know how many more questions you want to answer, but I mean, like, well, maybe would you I'll want more? As much as you want. We got about 15 minutes, right? Yeah. Yeah. We, he said, what do we know about reptilian hybrids and what are the signs? I don't know much about reptilian hybrids. And as far as what are the signs, I, do you think he's referring to, um, like like seeing someone and, and they they look like they have vertical slit eyes. I think like Dr. Jacobs style. Like, you know, like remember when Dr. Jacobs wrote Rock Walking Among Us and he thought that the hybrids were taken over? Like, I think that I think no. that's what he means. I'm not sure. That has to be what he means. I, I really don't know. I mean, you have to have a certain level of psychic ability to be able to discern who's who. And, um, you know, sometimes I'll look at somebody and, and, I'll, and I'll kind of feel something, but I'm not to that point where I could pinpoint and say what it is and I can't read the person. Uh, I have a friend who can do it a little bit higher degree than I can, but I, I really don't have an answer to that question. I can tell you, though, that um, if they're committing acts of evil, they're either under their control or they're one of them. Um, 
what you're seeing, and this is important and people, people need to understand this, the World Economic Forum's policies are Draco policies. It's a policy of depopulation and world government. That's exactly what they want because they have to control everything in order to kill us off. That's the whole, I mean, that's the conspiracy in a nutshell. When you wake up to this, it's a shock because I thought David Icke was misguided. I thought maybe he was a little, he was a little bit kooky. I, I thought that this was just, you know, I, I had a lot of preconceived notions. Now I look at him and I say, he's not going far enough. And if he did, he wouldn't be, nobody would, they would shadow ban him and take him off. They wouldn't allow him to get the reach that he does, but he's not going far enough. He's not saying the rest of it. You can find yeah. the rest of it by listening to the super soldiers and SSP people. Oh, and I wanted to mention something too. <clears throat> you have a bit, and I don't know if I brought this up earlier, but um, I might have, but there's some well-meaning people out there and out of respect for them, because they're victims like myself. And, um, you know, I wish somebody would have said, Hey, you need some help. You're being lied to. And, even if they did that, I still wouldn't have gotten it. I still wouldn't have believed it because when you're in the grip of these ETs and their mind control, nobody can get to you. It took Diane over two years to get through to me. And it took not just Diane. I had a friend in Avalon who helped me and I, and I had the positive ETs that were coming through and I had this big effort to get me out of this situation to get me free of this. So, but there are people out there and there's, there's a group of them and they're starting to get involved with the SSP group and, and, the super soldiers, you know, those people, and they're injecting this kind of new age belief system into that community. And they're telling people that the Greys and the Dracos have been run out of the galaxy or not the galaxy, but the solar system. Well, that's not true at all. I'm being attacked by them. There's many, many people out there being attacked by these ETs. The abductions haven't stopped. And, 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 and in regard to global policy, nothing has changed. It's only gotten worse. And we are realizing how, how bad of a situation we're in, when our governments no longer represent the people and they're all representing this agenda, except for a small group, a small kind of the minority of like, you know, the countries that are the axis of evil, like Iran and well, you have Iran, you have Iraq, you have all these different countries like Venezuela and Russia and everything. They're on a different agenda. They're not part of the world economic forum agenda, but they're corrupted. They're very, they're heavily, you know, corrupted countries. There's not free at all, but at the same time, Everything under the World Economic Forum is about depopulation. It's about taking your rights away. It's about this, it's about this green movement that doesn't involve you. You're not going to be here to, to enjoy this green uh, you know, lifestyle they talk about. Wind and solar is not going to power the world. They're trying to kill everybody off. That's the agenda. And a lot of these people, and I would say Klaus Schwab, yeah, there's a, there's a reptilian in there. I would, bet, I would bet money it's either a reptilian or a heavily controlled person. You know, uh, his his right hand man, Yuri Harari, is another sick psychopath. If you listen to what he has to say, it's horrifying what these people want to do. They have no respect for humanity whatsoever. They they are, you know, the Draco's operatives here on Earth. And I sound crazy, but how can you explain this any other way? How can you explain the cult control that these people have? How do you I mean, it's it's a multi-leveled system of mind control from the top down. And it's extraterrestrial and this stuff with the, you know, directed energy weapons, for example, that they hit people with, they started going after people for political purposes. And then I found out that they were going after star seeds 
and I got hit with it myself. That's part of the control system. They want digital telepathy. They want control and monitoring of thought. And when you step out of line, they're going to zap you from a satellite, a Gwen tower, or the cell phone system, the cell, the cell towers, which are, which are now 5G and are going to be 6G. And the, the higher they go with that, the more they can do and the more they can control people with the system that they're implementing. So when somebody says that Elon Musk is going to be is, is he's, he's going to help people with Neuralink. What he's creating is a nightmare. And all these other companies, they're, they're actually doing human trials. It isn't for Neuralink right now. It's for another brand of it. It's another type of brain chip. All of this is designed to implant everybody, control their thoughts, mind control everybody, monitor thoughts, and then punish you. They're going to punish you with a social credit score first, but then they're going to hit you with directed energy. It's a seamless program of control. If you want to kill off a population, I could not think of a better plan than what they've got. And you cannot look at it from any other perspective. It is a, it is a program of human extermination. And I asked this, I asked the super soldier, I said, what do you think is going to happen when they've gotten rid of everybody and you're still here? What do you think they're going to do with you? I said, do you think they're going to, say, hey, uh, you can be a reptilian. He says, you know what he said? He says, that wouldn't be so bad. Oh, wow. I mean, and I forgot a lot of what he said, but if I were to continue on, if I could remember it, you'd probably throw up because this guy was totally controlled, had AI into him, and he was a complete anti-human in every aspect. <clears throat> Yet he's wow. proud of his house living right outside the base, and he wanted to show me what it looked like. Because I didn't conform. Oh, and here's what else he said, Robert. I almost forgot this. Right at the end, he said, and this is before I, I got rid of the cords. This is what really motivated me. He says, I've got your file here, Nate. And he says, uh, you, we're going to terminate you in 14 days. And I said, why are you giving me 14 days? He says, because we have a treaty with your race. And it says that we have to give you 14 days. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, how weird that is. And then he, then he says, but he goes, if I had my way, I'd kill you right now. And he says, but, and he says, I'm going to ask my superior officer if we can terminate you early, but he's, I know they're not going to allow it because of the treaty, but it's worth asking. And then he said to me, he said, I, I said, why are you doing this to me? And he says, you're a very manipulative <clears throat> and deceptive and a highly dangerous extraterrestrial. And he says, Nathan, I'm sorry, but you don't deserve to live. That's what he said to me. It wasn't wow. sh short time after that. I got rid of the cords and then I, I had that, uh, you know, directed energy attack. All that happened about the same night when I remember. But this is what he told me. And this is when I got to understand why I was here in the first place. They're sending people here to, to psychically attack and break these people out of these bases. So I was sent here 1947. That was couple of years probably after the after they signed the whole agreement to do this so the offense was already coming here but they had they had a means of stopping it so the question is is that I, I'm, I'm assuming we're going to succeed with this but it's not going to be over at any time soon and if there's anybody out there that's telling you that the bad guys have been run out of the out of the solar system it's time to back away and say that's a telltale sign of deception because any positive extraterrestrial would not tell someone that the war is over 
and that the bad guys are run out of the out of the solar system. Meanwhile, people like myself and many others are still being abducted and attacked. Okay, you wouldn't have had what you conceived to be or what you perceive to be a psychic attack tonight if that was true. It just doesn't work that way. And yeah, something me, wasn't right. I, I I know it now. Like it, it's like a it's like a weird energy that comes. It's like a, the energy's being. It's like they can put it through my camera or something. It's weird. It's very like weird. It, if you were in the if you, look if you're in if you're in Project Surrogate, they don't need to send it anywhere. They've already got that connection through those silver cords. They can also attack you without them, and they can get you through technology. Because what you have is you have a multi-layered way of, of actually attacking people. So they can That's do it by. I mean, it's not. I'm not saying you. I'm saying the whole thing is insane. It's wild. It's like it's so yeah. out there. I mean, it's not. It's. I. I'm not saying I don't believe anything like that. I'm just saying, but what we're dealing with is so crazy. It's. I, it's like it seems like how do we beat it? It's. It's like impossible to like overcome. Yeah. Um. I asked my higher self that I said, what's going to happen if they win? And she said, they're not going to win. And, and <clears throat> I got kind of like a, a short lecture, like, don't even ask that question. And I said, well, why? And she said, it's God's will <clears throat> that, uh, th that they don't succeed. That's what I'm trying to say. <clears throat> when you have a creator that, that thinks of all these things and we're the, we're the, um, we're the result of the thoughts of, of this massive mind that's conceiving all of this. There's a direction that things are going. And I, and I said, well, why is it that they've gotten so much control? And it was just, and the answer I got was, is that, you know, they were actually given the control. They were given the upper hand, but now it's going to be taken away. So this is all kind of like, a guided experience. This is like the creator thinking of all of this, but in the end, this doesn't end this way. And I said, well, have they taken over other worlds? And she said, yes, they have many, but at the same time, that's just part of the story. It's part of the experience of being alive. It's just that there's a yin and a yang, a positive and a negative, and these things are going to carry out. You can't have a positive and that without a negative, you got to have that push and pull for there to be, constructive thoughts for there, for there to be a story because just try to think of a story where there's no negative side where there's nothing like no negative polarity or whatever you want to call it it's just all positive you can't have a you can't even have um like uh i'm trying to i'm like lost for the words but you can't have reality is what i'm saying you got to have the positive and the negative it's the, it's the it's it's the building blocks of just thought so that makes sense and, uh, so they're not going to win, but it, it's just like, look at all the suffering. And yeah, the thing and that like, I, if you believe, sorry, I was, I was saying, if you believe that we've been here many lifetimes, which I do believe we have, you know, and you can feel it in except a lot of us that have been here for a long time, you can feel it in your energy. A lot of us feel like we don't want to do this again. We don't want to come back to this matrix. Like I, I'm not the only one who feels this way. Like I bet you people in the chat would say the same. Nobody wants to come back here for this again. It's no, like it's horrible. I, it you know it it absolutely is, and it, and when you when you wake up to it, it's really devastating. And I you know I'm I've been trying to cope with it for the last four weeks, and it's been really difficult because, like I said, everything I thought I knew was just been thrown out the window. Then I've got to walk all this back, 
which is something that other contactees should do as well when they find something out. But they usually double down and they keep going on with it. It's because they're mind control and they haven't broken free of it. You know, I almost didn't do this show tonight. I'm thinking to myself, I should just withdraw. I actually thought about stopping this whole thing because here's the thing. <clears throat> what I know about myself is basically this. You know, I've gotten free of this. That was the, that was the entire effort for my whole life. It wasn't to do a, a YouTube channel. It wasn't to be a contactee. And it wasn't to talk about aliens. I was trying to free myself of this. I started this channel that, that you know, the Hajian contactee channel, because I thought that there was a need to get this information out. I felt a moral obligation to say, this is what's happened to me. Make sense of it if you can and incorporate it into what you know is true and try to figure it out. And, you know, maybe I can get some help along the way, but, you know, my goal essentially is to get from now to the end of my life, because once that takes place and I had asked about it, this mission I've got to go on happens after I die. You know, so the night that I leave my body is the night that I pass away. That's the night that we do this. So I'm basically waiting to do something. And there's other people that I know that are waiting to do something as well. They're going to, you know, they're going to live after the mission. I won't because it's by choice. It's my higher self's choice. I was lied to, came on here last time. I think it was, was two, two interviews ago. I was talking about, um, <clears throat> I, was, I was explaining how I was offered uh, to go home. I forget exactly how it was, or, you know, and then they gave me the heart problem. Well, that was BS. That was more or less them making me sick and then telling me in advance or actually, you know, yeah, they actually said that in advance right in advance. I think I started getting sick shortly after that. Another thing they did too, Robert, and this is something they've done to several people that I've talked to is they shut down my testosterone production to make me sick. They've done everything that they possibly could to sicken me and making me weaker and weaker and weaker. The goal was, was to get me to either commit suicide or for my higher self to give up because then they could win. That's how they get rid of somebody like me. That's how they get rid of people like us. They don't want us here doing this. And, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of nasty stuff in your background. And I'm not talking about you doing nasty things. I'm talking about you being in these programs. You're doing this for a reason. It isn't to be a, a social media star. You're doing it because you have a moral obligation and you feel within the core of your soul to do this. And I highly admire that. <clears throat> that's why you work full time. That's why you do this full time. It's, yeah, it's more than a labor of love. It's a mission. It's something you feel that you absolutely have to do. There's a lot of people out there that feel the same way. And going public isn't necessarily a good thing. It's a bad thing in many ways because it causes problems in your family. It causes problems in your workplace. It causes problems with your friends. And it can cause a lot of problems with the government. The reason I had harassment by the NSA going back to the end of 2019 when it started, when I contacted Rex Baer, was because I was in this program. There's plenty of people talking about ETs and not getting this level of harassment. You know, I found, I mean, I, I was, I was waking up and what they were trying to do to me is that they were trying their best to keep me from waking up because my altars woke up and turned against them. So what I, and I, I didn't actually finish that story from what I understood, what, what my higher self explained to me is after they got down to the last alternate, they put that part of me, that version of myself, in, an, in, a, in a kind of an experimental program to find out why I had woken up and to try to stop me. So that's what they were doing. They were doing things to keep me from waking up. 
And um, one of the things was they knew that I wanted to do, they wanted, they knew that I wanted to go public. So what they did was, is they facilitated that at the end of 2019, when I contacted Rex Bear, I was told you work for us now and you're going to do, you're going to be a social media personality. Okay. They can look through time. They can see what the, you know, what the chances are of you doing this or that. So they did that, but then they would sabotage it. So they gave me speech problems. They gave me cognitive issues where I couldn't think clear. And I tried to do videos over and over again. They would be jumbled up. I wouldn't make quite, I, I wasn't making sense. They made it very difficult to do this. And then on top of it, they kept making me sicker and doing things to me. And like I said, when I really just went ahead and said to hell with it, I'm going to give it all I can and not worry about what they're doing to me. Cause I thought it was life engineers and council members didn't know. I didn't know it was Draco ETs and all these other negative ETs. <clears throat> so I was under their control, but I kept pushing forward. And as I did, they kept getting worse and worse on me. I mean, I was getting pain, severe pain. I had all sorts of, and then, it, then they made me fatally ill. It was all to get, it was all to get rid of me. And they've, they've done this to so many other people, most of which aren't going public. I would say 99% of them are staying in the shadows because they know that nothing positive is going to come of it. They know that they've just got to wait this out and get from now to then. And that's all that really matters. Now there's other people like yourself who have a mission to get the word out. There's plenty of other people out there who feel the same way that are being controlled. And you can see who they are because they won't put on anybody like me or anything controversial. They just stick with the fluff, the, the soft, you know, the, the real soft information that doesn't get them in trouble. They won't take a chance. <clears throat> and a lot of that social conditioning, too, it's credentialism. You want to have the best guest on from ancient aliens. You want to have their producer, one of the people they have all in there all the time. You want Giorgio Suclis on your podcast so you can be successful. They have no clue what's really going on. And they're actually contributing to the demise of the human race. And I'm not saying that by getting the word out, we're going to save ourselves because we can at this point. Humanity can't save itself, but it can fight back against this. The real fight is against these Dracos and these and these other ET groups. And it has to be done by people coming here in the augmented reality. But every the everyday person can do a couple of things. And I think that's how we should end this by saying, what can you do? You can be better to each other. You can get politically active <clears throat> and you can try to restore your civilization. You can try to fix your society. Do what they don't want you to do. Okay, that's what you need to do. If they tell you this is right and this is what's going on, do the opposite and think the opposite. Do your research. Follow your heart and your intuition and not the television. By the way, earlier, Diane, when I was listening to her uh, voicemails to me, she talked about how it was the intent of the Dracos and the other ETs to give us television. That's why we have – that's why we've done nothing for thousands of years and all of a sudden we've got this technology – this is, the, this is to kill us off. They're taking these technologies, they're seeding the concepts so that people invent them, and then when they do, they weaponize them. And they've created this system where, they, where you're brainwashed by the television, you're brainwashed by social media. ETs are using social media, they're using television, they're using every form of human interaction to brainwash us and to get us to self-destruct and kill ourselves. You know, I mean, if, <clears throat> if you want to kill off a population, you get them involved in it. You can't do it unless they're participating and everybody is. Yeah, you know, you every day. You can't control a large amount of people without like serious amounts of like mind control. Right. Uh, control over the the food supply, the water supply, you know, all that stuff that they do too. Right. 
and you start by creating a, a, a manufactured history. You create religions and you get people in and then you get people fighting within their religions and you get religions fighting against each other. Yes. No unity whatsoever. And it's all them doing this to us. We wouldn't have the wars. We wouldn't have the crime. We wouldn't have the suffering if it wasn't for them. And that's basically it. And uh, it's just, you know, <clears throat> I, I really I'm really scared to think about what's going to happen in the next 10 years, because we're not going to get this great rescue that people are talking about. It's going to be a slow battle. It's going to take a while. And we've got to step up and we've got to fight against this. But two years from now, we're not going to have med beds. Two years from now, there's not going to be a solar flash. That's another thing, too. The New Age movement, they talk about a solar flash. I've been hearing this since around 2000. It was actually, I think, talked about before that. It was supposed to happen in 2000, 2012, 2024. Um, we're in a consciousness simulation. It's not dependent on a solar flash. We're not going to get this DNA upgrade, and all of a sudden we're going to be psychic. Okay, because if that was the case, they would have already planned for this. They would have already had a system in place to block that. So if it's happening, it's not going to happen to us. What's going to happen to us is they're going to continue to kill us off until – enough things actually change to turn this around. And it's not, and it's not going to happen overnight. No one's going to come to save us in an instant. Okay. We're going to have to save ourselves and we're going to get help from from external out that's outside the planet, but they've got to get these nasty reptilians and the, and, and this Orion con, uh, confabulation or whatever you want to call it, the Orion group, whatever you want to call it, they need to go. There's nothing good yeah. about these beings. Now, there are good reptilians, of course, just like there's good Russian people and good American people and all that, but they're not part of that same group that's actually carrying this out. They're in the minority as far as I know. But, you know, <laughs> I, you know, this is the kind of thing that after you do an interview like this, you're waiting for the people in the white coats to show up with a butterfly net and take you to, into an institution. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I said it's so kind funny. Of funny, but it, at the same time, it's really, really tragic. And I, I know, I know, I know. But it, you're starting really... to see this. I mean, we are change makes jokes. I don't know if you've seen, you know, uh, we are change. They've been an activist group for a long time. It's mainly one guy now, but he he'll bring up the reptilian thing, kind of like a joke, because he's talked to David Ike and so forth. But I think deep down, he suspects it as being true. And I think there's a lot of people that are suspecting it as being true. And a lot of see, people here's the thing. It. A lot of people will low joke about it because they don't see it because they're hiding in the shadows. Like the reptilians, they're what, what I don't understand about them is they're so big and they're, they think they're so powerful, but yet they hide in the shadows. They won't come out and face us. You know what I mean? I, I mean, like they said, so there has to be a weakness. There has to be a weakness. Well, yeah, they're not as powerful as what they would lead you to believe Egypt. You know, the pyramids were built by Orion extraterrestrials and mainly, you know, reptilians and insectoids. There was help from other human looking groups. Like I said, they could switch bodies. But all of our monuments, all these big temples, they're all reptilian built. They're, they were, it's Draco ETs and it's Orions that have actually constructed all of these monuments with the assistance of, you know, humans. Did you ever see that ancient yeah. statue, that reptilian breastfeeding her child? Was it in India? Real. It's a real statue. I think it's maybe Sumeria. Like it's a, it might be a, because I, I know it was a yeah, lot more with a lot of the Anunnaki stuff. Like it's, and, and you never know what could be fabricated, but it's actual reptilian statue of a, this reptilian woman breastfeeding her child. 
Yeah, it's it's a real thing. If you guys haven't seen it, you got to look it up. It's it's what's wild. I will have to look it up. Um, I I know there's reptilians that are depicted in in um in the Indian uh, megalithic temple structures. There's there's more reptilian imagery there, but when you look in Egypt, there's almost nothing. Um, <clears throat> that's because they didn't allow themselves to be depicted. That's what Ryushin said too. That's I've had Ryushin on the show. He said they don't allow them. So that's exact. So he's along the lines of thinking that you are like that's 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 pretty. Right. I like that idea because they don't want to be seen. They want to keep in the shadows, right? Absolutely. And I I will I here I will tell you this. Um, after my higher self has been freed of this, these reptilians are weak. But when you compare them to a regular person, they don't stand a chance against them. You, when you compare it to somebody that's under their control, they don't stand a chance. They think that they're going to have some success, but they aren't. Well, what I'm trying to say is, is that on the pecking order of, of psychic, psychic abilities, they're actually pretty low because that's the will of, of you know, the creator is that because you have to have someone that comes in and stops them. So yeah. I, I've had no problem dealing with them after getting these cords off. The problem is it's just, it's like death by a thousand cuts. When you're dealing with 15 or 20 physical attacks a day, it wears you down. So like I said, what I had to do, I was going, I was doing that for a few weeks. And finally I'm like, why am I doing this? I may as well just attack them. So, they, so there's, that's a great deterrent. You know, when they, when they come and attack my ankle or my other foot, or they do this or that to me, um, I hit them with the light. I mean, I, I can actually get them in the vicinity and, and expand my energy body with a bright light channeling energy from the source and burn them. That's another technique. There's a lot of different ways you can do this. And this is just the beginning of it as far as my you know knowledge of what I can do. But, uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, these, these things are absolutely evil. I've never I've never talked to anybody that sick before. I mean, this this idiot and, I, and I'm referring to this, you know, negotiator that I talked to. This guy was sick. He was smooth, very, very smooth and, and very cordial and friendly, but at the same time, a complete sociopath. The kind of person that would cook you dinner, make you pour a fine glass of wine for you, make a gourmet dinner, be as polite and wonderful as possible. You know, the best host you can imagine. Then he gets up to use the bathroom and, and shoots you in the back when he's on his way back. That's the yeah. type of person he was. He was very, very sick. Um, and I asked him, I, I said, well, for one, they think they're the superior race. They think this planet belongs to them. They're the superior race. And they feel that about everybody else. They don't have any respect for life at all. They're as far away from the will of, of, the, of, of the creator as you could possibly get. You may as well call them, you know, the, you may as well call them a demon because they act the part. <clears throat> and they seeded this concept in, into the religions as well. And I'm sure they pushed the atheism as well, too, because you got, you know, you want people to disbelieve these things. You want to kind of reduce religion to being just like, you know, something an old person believes in before they die. But there's multi, it's a multi-layered system of control and manipulation of the human race. And nothing that we've done hasn't been without their manipulation. They've got to go and it's going to take a while. So for everybody out there that's hearing this, you know, there's going to be a positive ending, but not without a lot of suffering. We've already been through tremendous amounts of suffering. It's going to get a lot worse because we've got, because they want war with Russia. They want the United States and Russia to go to war together, in a, but they don't want a nuclear war. 
They just want pestilence and destruction and starvation. They want to reduce the world's population that way. They don't want a nuclear war because then they have to clean up the radiation and all the damage. They want the earth pristine. And what the reptilian guy said to me, actually, no, it was the super soldier. He said, the goal here is to return the earth back to its natural state and then populate it with their, with their race of people. And apparently these, these elites have gotten this deal where they get to become reptilians and, and they get to live here, supposedly. Wow. If they're not already reptilians either way. And he also told me they're controlling Hollywood. They, they influence Hollywood. They're controlling everything we see media-wise. They've got their influence on it, and they do it through proxies. There's not, that, there's not a reptilian in Beverly Hills or in Hollywood, California, sitting at a desk, and everybody comes and says, "Can we? how about this movie script? Can we do this one? No, it, it's done through proxies. There's early downloads that I had that said that the, you know, uh, the Wizard of Oz and, and these other movies, <clears throat> you know, were actually influenced by ETs. They're influenced by the Draco ETs. They essentially are <clears throat> engineering us for eventual contact, but it's uh, under the, it's 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 inside a scenario where they've already taken over. Wow. It, but you're confident we're going to win to to cap to cap this all up. Do you think to finish? What do you think we're going to win eventually? My higher self's confident, a hundred percent confident. I myself just see more and more suffering, and yeah, I do think it's going to come out positive. But look at the mayhem that it, that it's caused. Look at the fact that <clears throat> everybody's having their mind wiped from lifetime to lifetime. All those family units that were created have been destroyed and scattered about and reshuffled like a deck of cards. How do you deal with that? How do you deal with the abductions and, and the, the slavery and the horrible things that we hear coming out of this SSP program? How do you deal with that? I don't yeah. know. I mean, <clears throat> it's going to take a long time. And when it, when it ends here, it's, gonna, it's, it's already going on someplace else. I asked my higher self, I said, what happens after this? She says, we're going to Andromeda. And that's where we're going next because it's happening there. And that's a whole galaxy. I mean, it could be anywhere. Wow. Well, we've been going a long time, man. <laughs> we've been going to two hours and 16 minutes. But Do you want to tell everybody where they can find you and where they can find your YouTube channel so they can subscribe and um, where to find in anything else, your email or whatever you want yeah, to give I, out? I haven't been able to do a website yet because, and, and like I said, if I would have, it would have been, I would have had to change it all because everything's different. You see the name up on the screen, Hajan Contacty. Write that down. That's my YouTube channel. Um, I haven't done any videos for close to a month. And the reason why is because all this stuff has happened. But I'm going to start making videos again here, probably in the next couple of days. I just had to get this. I had to get past this interview and I had to get some things off of my chest first. And I had to kind of process this misery that I've been going through. But I'm going to start doing videos again. I don't know how long I'm going to do this. I don't, I'm probably going to do a website. I don't know. It just depends on how things go. What my higher self has pretty much told me is that uh, none of this is necessary. All I need to do is take care of myself and pick the pieces up in my life and try to fix things and just wait it out because I'm going to go home eventually. And then everything's going to kind of take care of itself at that point. But in, in between now and then I can do what I want, but I have to focus on myself not just my health, but my relationship with my wife and other things. <clears throat> well, I want to thank you, man. For if there's any stroke of luck, I'll be able to get my friend back too. 
yeah, she seems she's a good person. I like her a lot. She, you know, you guys are a good team. You know, I'm. I think so, please. Well, anyway, well, I want to thank you for. Do- Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I was going to say we're not really a team anymore, but I just want her friendship back. <clears throat> well, I want to thank you for doing this, man. This was awesome, and uh, yeah, th- thank you so much. Well, thank you, Robert, for having me on, and uh, I really, really appreciate the you know the ability of me being able to go out and and actually reach a larger audience instead of a, a shadow ban YouTube channel that gets about two hundred views with something like this. All right, I know I, I appreciate you, man. I do. It's it's awesome. Like I, you, this was a great show. This was a great. This might have been my longest podcast. My this camera thing is blaring my eye. <laughs> but I'm yeah, all right. I've I've gotten attacked sitting down with people. In fact, they made me stutter before. Um, I've had eye strain that instantly went away as soon as I I stopped the Zoom chat with a person. Um, you know, they've messed with me and I know they're messing with you. So thanks for hanging in there with this, especially since you did get attacked earlier. I felt like it, but all right, we'll, we'll, do, we'll do this again though. I'll get a hold of you. I'll, I'll, I'll be in touch. Sure. Cool. Sounds good. All right. Later. Take, take care. Get some sleep. Thanks, man.